0: Log Talk
1: Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe. Let me tell you,
0: <laughs>
1: today we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we got a you know a Jets team that's going in. We're going to be matching up with the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that is offensively high powered, and I'm talking. They are serious business. They do not play any games. There's no
0: jokes.
1: (laughs) If you do not come out prepared against that football team, they will put up 40 on you before you can blink an eye, Uh, you know, so there's there's just a lot to talk about this football team. We got to see what's going on. We have quite a bit of injuries as well. So listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. So let me seriously promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I'm fired up. So listen, we're matched up against the Chiefs this week. Got a lot going on. We got guys that are already out. Blake Cashman, he's going to be out. He's dealing with an injury. Uh, Bradley McDougal as well, you know, the guy we got in the trade for Jamal Adams, who's kind of been up and down in his play. He's going to be out. Perryman's going to be out as well. That's another hit at our wide receiver position. Crowder out for yet another game, too. That's another hit to our wide receiver position. It's looking pretty doubtful that Thicken is going to be out there, so we'll see what happens. There's so many things. You know that's kind of going against us in this football game. But look, this this just Chiefs team coming in, especially with a m- overly motivated Le'Veon Bell, who cannot wait. To, I'm I'm sure he cannot wait to rip us open. We have to be prepared and ready. There is no excuses, you know, for us to go out there come and be lackadaisical, not be prepared, look like we have no clue of what we're doing. You know, we cannot have that, and we're definitely going to get into that. But before we go there. As everyone knows, I'm wearing pink because I'm a big supporter of the Suzy G. Komen Foundation, big supporter of bringing the fight to breast cancer. So tonight we're going to have on a woman named Arnidra Jordan. She's going to share with us, uh, you know, what makes her so passionate about spreading awareness about breast cancer. And also she's going to talk to us a bit about the circle of promise, you know, that we're Suzy G. Komen Foundation as well. So we're going to have her come on. And, uh, you know, tell us exactly what's going on there and and how we can get involved, too. So, Arnidra, how are you doing today? Welcome to the Long Beach Joe Show.
2: Hi, I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, So, you know, my first question for you is, can Mm -hmm. you tell us what makes you so passionate about spreading breast cancer awareness?
2: Well... Um, Ten years ago, I can't believe it's been ten years, it was only supposed to be a six-month project, but ten years ago, I was volunteering for Susan G. Komen, and they received some money from Anthem Blue Cross, and they asked Mm. me to come on as a consultant. To continue the work I was doing as a volunteer, and I was volunteering because my daughter was older and i didn 't have anything to do you know she was in she was in um middle school, high school, and you know they have their own lives and so I went um, and I started volunteering, and as we started actually getting women into services, we realized that women. African-American women were 70 percent more likely to succumb to breast cancer in Long Beach, California, and that women in Orange County had insurance but wasn't going to get their mammograms. So we decided to change the trajectory of the outcome of African-American women getting uh, mammograms, the way they get treatment, and also changing the way they think about themselves and putting themselves first. And that's what my passion mostly is, is to make sure African-American women know that it's okay to put yourself first, because if you don't put yourself first, then you won't have anything mm-hmm. to give to anyone else.
1: Yeah, that's, yes. that's very true. How
2: important
1: mm-hmm. is early detection, Ms. Jordan?
2: So it's important because um, if you are diagnosed at stage one or two, you will live past the five-year survival rate. If you are diagnosed at stage three and four, the treatment is more aggressive and you might succumb to the disease or you might be metastatic and you'll be on medication for your entire life. um, Mm. For your entire life. So, It's important that we take care of ourselves. It's important that we get into treatment early. A lot of times insurance companies, um, you can be diagnosed in May and still not be in treatment in October. So making sure that you get into treatment, making sure that you talk to your friends and that you figure out a plan that works best for you. So if you need a mammogram on your birthday perfect. If you want a mammogram on some other special occasion, perfect. But just making sure that you get a mammogram and that you know the services that are out there to get the mammograms for free and not just a mammogram. If you need an MRI, if you need an ultrasound, if you need um, some help working through the navigation system, that's what we do in the Circle of Promise Initiative.
1: Yeah. And again, everyone uh, listening, we're speaking with Miss Arnidra Jordan of Susie G. Coleman Foundation. Uh, she's part of the Circle of Promise. Ms. Coleman, can you explain to us exactly what the Circle of Promise is and how you folks impact the community?
2: So the Circle of Promise initiative is called the African-American Initiative originally, and then we went to the Circle of Promise because uh, Susan G. Coleman, uh, a little background about Susan G. Coleman, Um, her sister, Nancy Brinker, made a promise to her that she would help women um, when her sister, Susan G. Komen, was dying of breast cancer. So it's a promise that we've made to African-American women to help them navigate the system, to make sure that our disparity rates, um, that we close the gap on the barriers within the disparity rates, meaning that we don't want to see African-American women die to a disease that we know that cancer is not preventable, but we know there are other measures we can take. We can eat healthier. I was just looking at a webinar this morning on our metastatic, and it talked about sugar and how sugar attacks cancer. So, if you know that you have breast cancer, not to eat sugar. And I was like, oh, as much as I love um, a slice of cake. So, and you know, and they're not saying don't eat cake in moderation. You know, you can eat it in moderation. They're saying don't eat the whole cake. And it was a really, really good webinar this morning on our metastatic. Um, We're having a whole month of metastatic, and you can watch webinars and um it was really good about how if you're healthy your body will um you, you know even if you're getting chemo if you're getting uh, radiation your body's more likely to come back and and be able to fight off cancer versus if you aren't as healthy your body may succumb to the disease. Same thing with COVID. If you're going through chemo and you and you uh, have a great eating regimen, your body might not mm-hmm. succumb to the disease like it would if you if you have an underlying illness. So just making mm-hmm. sure that African American women know that, knowing that we're last at everything. We're last at obesity. We're last comes to heart disease. We're just last. So making sure that African American women know that. We need to put ourselves first so that we can come off the, you know, all the barriers won't affect us. Um, Birth, when you look at our birth rates, our death rates, so everything. And just making sure that African-American women also know that there is a place for them to come and see someone who looks like them. Uh, clinical trial, see someone who I can refer them to that looks like them that went through a clinical trial. So that's what it's for. And the services are open to anyone. I mean, if you call me, it doesn't matter if you're black, yellow, green, or white, we are going to help you. We're just making sure that um, because we're, we're so low on the spectrum that we put more emphasis on African American women.
1: Yeah. Yes. And again, I want to thank you for everything that you're doing, uh, Ms. Jordan. The Circle of Promise, you folks are phenomenal over there. Now, my last question for you is, how thank can you. our listeners get involved with the Susie G. Coleman and the Circle of Promise? How can they donate, whether it be their time or their money? How, how, can, they, how can they do that?
2: So there's a couple of ways. They can go to our website, www.colemanlacounty.org and donate. Um, we also, um, tomorrow they can watch, we have, it's called um, Taps for the Cure. It's our treatment assistance program. We're taking donations. It's going to be on Channel 7 at 6 o'clock p.m. because we have a Lift for the Cure ride where we help you get to and from your doctor's appointments. Um, and you can also get your rent and et cetera paid. So that number, and it's only for breast cancer survivors only. If you know someone who needs assistance, that number is 1-877-GO-COMEN. If someone needs help navigating through the system or they need a free mammogram, they can contact me. My email is ajordan at org and I'll give my cell phone number, which is 310-722-6594. And it doesn't matter where you live. We will find, help you find care. That's, that's, the, that's our job. My main job is to help L.A. County cut the disparity rates, but we will help you find care.
1: Yes. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us, Mrs. Jordan. It was phenomenal to speak to you, and we'll just continue. You know, on my program, I tell everyone, you know, I'm a big Suzy G. Komen uh, supporter. I have links as well. If anyone, you know, is listening, you can go across my uh, social media as well. All the links are there. to the fundraiser page where you folks can donate. All of that money goes directly to the Susie G. Komen Foundation, and we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting. And, again, I want to thank you for coming on and spreading breast cancer awareness, you know, to all my listeners and me as well.
2: And I just want to make one clarification. Um, it's on um, our TAPS, our Treatment for Assistance Program for Donations, is on Channel 2, uh, our Channel 9 okay. at 2 o'clock p.m. tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Channel 9 okay. at 2 o'clock p.m. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right. Me. Thank you.
1: Thank you Thank so you. much. Have Amy. a you great have a good day.
2: Night. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye. Phenomenal call with Miss Arneedra Jordan again of the Suzy uh, G. Coleman Foundation. Just it's a great foundation to get involved in. Again, I'm a big supporter of, of the fight against breast cancer, bringing the uh helping along the research as well, and bringing the fight to breast cancer, something that's touched me and my family personally as well. So I love to. You know spread breast cancer awareness let people know hey this is a serious business and everyone needs to get involved again if you're listening to me no matter where you're listening to me from if you go to all my social media contacts everywhere even in the description of my videos it's a link down there please go down there and donate if you can if you can't please spread it across uh, your social media platforms so we can continue to you know push it out there and let people know hey this is serious business get involved any way that you can so again i want to thank miss jordan for coming on From the Suzy G. Coleman Foundation Circle of Promise. It was phenomenal to speak with her. And now, oh, boy, oh, boy, we're back. (laughs) We're back to talking about the New York Jets, huh? Listen, I'll be coming to the callers in just a second. This is a game where we're going to match up with the Chiefs and their serious business, all right? This is a game where we're having Daryl Loggins calling the offensive plays yet again, uh this week. You know, Adam Gaze came out earlier and talked about it. We're missing a couple guys too, as well due to injuries as I spoke about Blake Cashman, Bradley McDougal, Perryman, uh, you know, Crowder, Sicken looks like he's not gonna play. Uh, so things are things are shaking about. And we're going up against a football team that is ready to go. They come out, they're prepared, they're deadly offensively, their defense can move can also rush the passer and move things around as well. And not only that, we're facing A Le'Veon Bell that we released, you know, that we casted out, and he's coming in with a belly full of fire, okay? He's coming in with a belly full of fire, and if you think that Le'Veon Bell is coming in to do nothing against us, you're out of your damn mind. He's going to try to run for 400 yards, I guarantee you. Oh, man, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. And let me tell you something. If nothing exposes the ineptitude of Adam Gaze and his offensive play calling staff or his offensive staff, this game will. Because I guarantee you that if Andy Reid can burn us using him, utilizing Le'Veon Bell's skill set, his pass catching, uh, you know, him being able to run the ball, his blocking as well, Believe me, he's gonna showcase exactly what Le'Veon Bell can do. And Le'Veon can't wait either. So I'm gonna to get to the callers because I want to get you folks' thoughts. Again, five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Please call in. Do not curse on my show. I know that this is a frustrating time. I know everyone's frustrated with the record of our football team currently. Do not call in and cursing in my show. I will get you out of here faster than uh, you know, than Adam Gaze can call a screen on third and forty five. Come on, folks. You gotta laugh. You gotta come on. You got you guys gotta laugh. All right, we're gonna go to the first caller. Three four seven. Give me your thoughts on this Jets matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs and how you're feeling uh, you know, about this game going into it.
3: Long Beach Joe. I feel like I haven't spoken to you <laughs> in forever, my friend.
1: <laughs> How's it going, Rich? How are you doing today, my man?
4: Good.
3: I'm sorry that I haven't been around lately. I've been working some extra shifts and I took one especially on Sunday afternoon so I could purposely skip watching that game. And for good reason. <laughs> um but
1: it was rough. Rich. Let me tell you it was rough. Oh, it was rough.
3: Oh, I saw the highlights. <laughs> um so here we are at the Madden Bowl. And if you guys yeah. don't know what the Madden Bowl is, I mentioned it a couple weeks on this program. This is when you're learning how to play Madden for the first time as a kid, and you pick the best team, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, to play the crappiest team, which is the New York Jets, and you put the difficulty all the way down to very easy, which is exactly what's happened right here. Because offense, we have nobody to throw the ball to. Defense, um, they couldn't get it together no matter what happens. So this is going to be a walk in the park. But before wow. we talk about the game, because I shared this with you earlier And every time I call into your mm-hmm. show I like to get a little funny Jets story beforehand uh, <laughs> A gentleman from the New York Post Wrote a story That was published a couple days back Where Mike McCagnin The worst GM in history Had the chance to pick Patrick Mahomes In the 2017 draft With the sixth overall pick And he passed on Patrick Mahomes, yes, the same one that we're going to play this Sunday, folks, um, because he thought that Christian Hackenberg was going to be the future franchise quarterback of the New York Jets.
1: Oh, man. So, Let so me tell I just you have
3: one question for you. <clears throat> yeah. Can you guess how many games Christian Hackenberg ever played for the Jets? Ever played for the star- NFL?
1: Oh, as a starter, zero. Not as he, he played nothing as a starter here with us.
3: So we all have something in common with Christian Hackenberg, as Jeff said. None of us have ever played as a starter in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes went on the MVP. Should have went to the Super Bowl that year, but it's okay because he, he got it right last year. And now this week he gets to buy on top of whatever buy his team gets in another week. In this season. Because this is a bye week for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm pretty sure that they're going to just not risk uh, Mahomes having to throw deep or anything like that. And they're just going to let the running game do the talking. And with good reason. (laughs)
1: Listen, listen, Rich, I hear you. First off, uh, again, I want to thank you for calling in. You know I love talking to you about this football team. Listen, Mike McCaggan was horrific. I mean, you want to talk about that, that was really bad. At the time, you know, taking Christian Hackenberg in the second round was one of the biggest stakes I think I've ever seen. I, I didn't like that pick whatsoever. There were guys in that round that I thought were, you know, better fit for us in our situation, particularly our offensive linemen. We passed on a lot of guys. Uh, Cody Whitehair was in that. I remember screaming about him before that draft. He went on to make, you know, Pro Bowls as well. We passed on him the draft Christian Hackenberg. It was completely ridiculous. He also passed on Alvin Kamara as well. You're supposed to trade up and get him. You can, everybody is listening. You can actually go look this up. He decided to trade. He decided to stay pat in that draft. And the deal was almost done. We would have had Alvin Kamara. He decided to stay where he was, or he traded down and got some more picks. And then he wanted to get, uh, Chad Hanson our Darius Stewart two guys who never never did anything for us and the rest of the mm-hmm. staff was screaming for us to get out Come on. He was horrific. Like he was just he was just terrible at, at, at every, you know Part of his job. It was completely ridiculous but just coming back into this game rich because a lot of things that you talked about man Us having not anyone us having no one to throw the ball to because we know that Perryman not playing Crowder's not playing but there is a guy that I think that we could get the ball to that we're all excited about, and that's Denzel Mims. Here's a kid that we saw show us some passion in the first game, show us some, that he has something, some real talent, but then in the second half of that game was completely unutilized, right? So I'm looking at you, Rich, and I'm saying, hey, isn't this the game where you, you're banged up the wide receiver, you got this young kid in there. Isn't this the game where we should see him get a ton of catches and a ton of work coming his way? It should be.
3: And and another weapon that I don't know why they don't use him more because he's like the only one that's caught touchdown passes for this team, uh, that kid burials. Why don't we use him more? (laughs) But this should be the game where Sam Darnold gets familiar with with this wide receiver because now that he's like our only hope in terms of getting yards through the passing game, then this should be the game where things break up. I mean, let's hope that whatever they did in the first half last week, they could do in the second half this week. If we're only mm-hmm. going to play quarters of football in terms of offense. So let's just when let's <laughs> the quarters matter.
1: Right? Yeah. Don't get me yeah. started and, on and, the and that. Brings,
3: Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and, and that brings me to my next question for you is, you talked about that, the fact that, Hey, look, we're we're not finishing games. We're coming in, we're playing one half, and then the next half, we're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, hey, if you make an adjustment, we're dead. You know, there's nothing we could really do. And so, again, we're coming into this week where Adam Gaze has let everybody know, hey, Daryl Loggins is the guy calling the plays. I'm just, you know, standing here. And so, I'm looking at this situation where, like, okay, Daryl Loggins is calling it again. Is this going to be the week where we're going to see those adjustments being made? And that's going to be my question for you, Rich, is what are your thoughts about Daryl Loggins calling the, the offensive plays yet again this week? So he's the guy putting it together. And do you think that this week we'll see the adjustment? Because if we don't, I mean, we're going to be dead in the water against the Chiefs, right?
3: Um, first of all, we only looked brilliant in the first half last week because, we were playing a injured Buffalo team,
5: okay? Um,
3: I don't know what happened to Josh Allen, but they could not get the, the ball in the end zone in terms of a touchdown. But the overall yeah. point being is, is that if we have this gentleman calling plays again, and hopefully he says to himself, okay, I saw this work and this work, so let's try it out because you're playing a fully stocked Kansas City team on both sides of the ball here. This isn't, you know, well, we just have to match them point for point because they don't have a good defense. No, they're good. That's why everybody rates them as 100% going back to the Super Bowl this year. So, this is the time for whatever happened, whatever worked last week in the first half,
2: first quarter, better
3: said, against the Bills for us to try it again because or, or at least build more plays around that. Because again, we're short a lot of men. We don't have a lot of people to throw it to. Frank Gore cannot run the ball forever. So, so let's hope that we get things in a better perspective. Because if not, then this game will be over by halftime, which I kind of suspect will be anyway. But just you know, let's just pretend that 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 we have a a chance of making it interesting before yeah. the the half.
1: Yeah. And how, how concerned are you about Le'Veon Bell, man? Cause you already know he's coming in. He's going to be fired up. I mean, how many yards do you think he's going to run for against us? Well, like
3: I said, I, if I'm Andy Reid and I know that I'm playing the jets, right? Why am I going to make Patrick Mahomes throw for 300 yards and four
6: touchdowns or whatever it is?
3: I'm going to let him rest it out. Hey, listen, run the ball. This guy wants to run the ball against him badly anyway. So I predict he'll be in the triple digits. I'm not going to say some ridiculous number like, oh, he's going to have 250. No. He'll be in the triple mm-hmm. digits. Let's say 100 and something. But and He's yeah. going gonna to put on a show, which hopefully when Christopher Johnson is watching this and Woody Johnson is watching this, they'll say, hey, wait, wasn't that the guy that was on our team? A few weeks ago, yeah. Look what he's doing for that team now. And <laughs> hopefully they get it through their head. You know, Adam Gates, you're an idiot. Get out. Yeah.
0: But yeah.
3: at the end of the day, what's saving Adam Gates right now, honestly, is that he has the story of, well, I don't have a full football team here because I've, I I have injuries every week. So it is what it is. At the end of the day, the way that I see this game is this is just an exhibition for the Chiefs, and this is just hopefully that Eric me while he's sitting there calling offensive plays for the Chiefs, his heart grows three sizes, and he says that he wants to come work here next year. That's all I hope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So my final question for you, Rich, and again, I want to thank you for calling in. My final question for you is what is your final score prediction for this football game? Kansas City
3: Chiefs, forty-two. New York Jets, oh. three. Just because I just want to be nice, but I'm I'm almost sure that oh they won't <laughs>
1: All right, well, and Rich man, Levyon listen, I want to thank gets, you for. Le'Veon Bell
3: gets named player of the game. There you go. That's all I have to say.
1: Oh. All right. Thank you for calling in, Rich. I hear you, man. I hear your frustration. It was phenomenal to speak to you, man. When I have my next show, please call in. I love talking to you. Great
3: speaking to you, too, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right.
1: Have a good one. Woo. Rich calling in, letting it be known. <laughs> 42 to 3 was his prediction. I mean, you know, it is what it is. This is a high powered Chiefs offense. And let me tell you, it, it could happen. You know, if we don't come out and we don't take care of business. They've. They've run it up on better teams. I mean, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen them undress live, you know, in person. We've seen them undress football teams live in primetime games like it's nothing. I'm talking to them absolutely put you away before the half. So we've got to be on our P's and Q's against them. We've got to come out and put together, you know, a, quite an offensive game plan. And our defense has got to be solid as well. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly for everybody listening to me. Uh, On live on Blog Talk Radio, also live stream during my radio show too. So my savages in the chat, they love going crazy, so I like going back and forth with them as well. I'll get back to my callers in just a second. Jet Black in the chat says, I love how Andy Reid is taking us seriously. Listen, Jet, it's serious business, okay? Andy Reid is a pro's pro, like he's a coach, for real, for real. He's not a joke. He's not, you know, taking anyone lightly. He's not joking about anything. This guy comes in every single week. To put his work in so he takes everybody seriously he doesn't overlook anybody he's not gonna overlook you because you're a bad team or your record looks like a certain way he's coming in and he's gonna do what it takes and that's why they're winners that's why they won a Super Bowl because he's all about detail he's all about making sure you are prepared. and he's not gonna be surprised no matter how much uh, the outside noise is telling him hey don't mind it don't pay attention no he's gonna pay attention he's gonna dial it up on you Jamal Damon in the, in the chat salute to you Jamal uh, Jamal says Hackenberg was so bad that even on practice throws on the sideline, he skipped it. Yeah. I remember those days, kids. I remember those Hackenberg days. Whoo, that was, that was a horrific pick. I'm going to get back to the callers. Goodness gracious. Thank goodness. Mike McKagan is gone. <laughs> oh my I mean, you want to talk about bad. That guy was bad. All right. Like, we're going to get back to these callers. Elias, I'm coming to you, my man. I want you to give me your thoughts on this game. Uh, that the Jets have coming up against the Chiefs, man. And what are your expectations of Sam Darnold in this game? Minus
7: Minus nineteen and a half. That's the point spread. And <laughs> I, I barely even know how sports betting works. I just know minus minus nineteen and a half is really bad.
1: That's how I feel <laughs> You know, first, <laughs> first off, I want to thank
6: you for calling in the line.
1: Listen, I hear you, you know, you read anything you like you said, you said the point spread. I'm not a big point spread guy. I'm not a big, you know, either, yeah. betting on games or anything like that. But let me tell you, you listen to any analyst. They'll, they'll tell you, we don't have a shot. That's what they'll say. You know that's what they'll say? I, I love the green through and through. So I'm I'm trying to ride with him right now. But you listen to anyone outside of, you know, anyone that's wearing this green. They'll tell you this is a this is a walk in a park for the Chiefs for the chiefs. They're going to have an easy day. You know, like, I mean, Rich just said it's a scrimmage game for them. It's, it's nothing. This is just a practice game.
7: A but I'm looking at this situation. All the starters and I, are going to be pulled yeah. in, in the third quarter. It's a preseason <laughs> game. They'll pull all the we will see not more.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I'm looking at this situation, and I'm saying, hey, this is a team that still needs to come out and fight. This Jets team, you know, that's why we play on Sundays, okay? The game is just not – you know, going to end on paper. We come out, you got to play, you got to fight hard. And so I'm looking at this situation, and I'm saying with Perryman and Crowder out, shouldn't we see a big helping of Denzel Mims this week? Shouldn't we see this guy be utilized from the first half to the second half? He should get a ton of work coming his way?
7: I think – I honestly think he will. Like, as stupid as, you know, as big of an idiot that I am, I talked about how, like, yeah, like you asked me, I think last time is like you think he's going to use uh, uh, Perry, no, which is a Pirine. I was like, no, nah, he's got Frank Gore, mm-hmm. but who else is there besides Mims? Freaking Jeff Smith. Like, yeah, Mims yeah. is going to should get some good targets. I think, you know, he played decent in the first half, especially being covered by Chadarius White, who's an elite corner, but top three corner arguably. So, um, yeah, I think Mims should be pretty decent. Uh, now, what really worries me about this game is that So, they, everyone's worried about the offense. I'm actually worried about the Chiefs' defense, and I'm glad to be worried because mm. um, I'm starting them in fantasy, so hopefully they tee off on us. <laughs> but uh, here's <laughs> what I'm worried about. So, the the Chiefs' defense, they run a lot of cover zero. La, remember last time we went up into a team that ran a bunch of cover zero blitz? Remember what happened then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we yeah and Sam got blasted. Ghost. That was the IC Ghost game, yeah.
7: Yeah, that yeah. was a nightmare, man. So yeah, we should see all of the is, backfield. Go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to see a ton of probably empty backfield with – well, Gates isn't calling the plays, but he'll probably tell Dowell to do it or something. Um, Yeah, it's it's going to be a disaster.
1: Yeah. Well, when you look at that situation, and it's great that you brought that up, the fact that the, the chief defense – because that's what I wanted to talk to you about as well – They've got some guys that can rush the passer, you know, Clark and Jones and stuff like that. You guys can get after it. So, to me, doesn't that also lend itself to you having to utilize P. Ryan in the running game? Shouldn't we see a healthy dose just to keep them honest? Because you talked about the zero blitz. You know, these guys are just going to bring the house you got to find some way to keep them on us so that if they're going to pull that stuff, you know, you let them know, hey, we, we may maybe work a little play action off of that and then able to get some scores downfield because people get fooled. So shouldn't we also see P, P. Ryan heavily utilizing this game too?
7: Yeah, but I have a feeling it's going to be like the Cincinnati game all over again, and you're going to be just running mm. uh, P. Ryan straight at uh, Frank, Chris Jones, and it's going to be a nightmare. Man. Um, Like, uh. hopefully they run some outside runs away from the good defenders, which – it just blows my mind that they're just running these guys straight at them. Like, man, I can't wait for the freaking Rams game, man. They're going to be running Gore straight at Aaron Donald. Man. But, hey, hey man, we got to say man. here, Dowell Loggins, man. Dowell Loggins is the future, okay? He's going yeah. from challenge flag coordinator to off the head coach. He's basically the head coach now. And I think, so is Gase demoted to challenge flag coordinator now?
1: Man, it looks like that's what it is. He's just kind of, yeah, he's just kind of, you know, moving his head around over there and kind of standing over there once the plays are called. (laughs) But, I mean, with Loggins calling the plays this week, I just need him to make adjustments in that second half. I absolutely do. But to go to the defensive side of the ball with you, man, I'm looking at the weapons that the Chiefs have, and I'm saying there's some guys you definitely got to figure out how to take away. And for me, it's like I don't want to see Travis Kelsey have a gigantic game in this game whatsoever. And so I want to get your thoughts on this. How would you take away Kelsey? Are you a guy that's looking to say, hey, we should bracket him? We should double him. We should do something to keep this guy from having a, a big game. How would you do that?
7: Um, Like, I'd say put Marcus May on him, but he got toasted by Jordan Reed. So, and Travis Kelsey is obviously the better player. So I'm worried about that. Yeah. Maybe he can bounce back. Maybe, maybe Ashton Davis. You know, McGugall, thank God, isn't playing. Like, sucks he's hurt or whatever, you know. I don't want to wish injury mm-hmm. on guys, but I finally we're gonna to get to see Ashton Davis play. Maybe put him on him. What I'm worried about, man, is dude, we're gonna have Tyreek Hill versus Pierre this year. Oh no, man! This gonna be terrible. What a
1: matchup! That now that that that's the matchup that I'm worried about as well. You look at Tyreek Hill; that dude's a monster, and you got him matched up on Pierre this year. It's gonna be—he's gonna roast him. He's gonna completely roast him. And, and I'm scared about what's going to happen there. But, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to play who's out there. You got to take your shots. But another thing that I'm worried about, too, and I want to get your thoughts on this, is Mahomes using his feet to get outside the pocket and make plays. We've seen him do that, you know, utilize his his ability to run and his athletic ability time and time again. How concerned are you about that?
7: Oh, I'm not concerned one bit because you won't need to do it because there's no pass rush. I'll just be standing back there for 20 seconds, just chilling. And then he sees a guy in the end zone, and he's like, you right there, man. You could probably call up their name and be like, no, Tyreek. And Pierre Ducey will probably be like 50 yards away, and he'll just lob it up there. Man, oh, I'm man. being really negative man. right now, but it's, this is going to happen.
1: <laughs> hey, man, you know, it is what it is. And I, I want to thank you for calling in, Alliance, man. My final question for you is, Give me your final prediction for this football game.
7: So, at first, I thought it would be, like, 49-10. But I think the the Chiefs are going to, like, kind of, you know, they're going to run the ball more. Like, recently, they're just, like, you know, wanting to, you know, take their foot off the break um, or Mm -hmm. put their foot on the break. And I think Bell is going to – hopefully, he's like, yo, Andy, can I have this game? And he's going to go off on us. I'd love to see that because – Guys, don't forget, we had an offensive genius who somehow couldn't figure out how to use this guy. But you know, he's wild. Oh, man. He's, you can't use him, but, you know, I think Adam Gates knows best. You know, we hired a guy who got fired after three years being with his the league, so that clearly shows you offensive genius. So I think our offensive yeah. genius is going to show Love Bell up, be like, hey, man, uh, even Andy Reid can't use you. Yeah, that's not happening. He's going to go off on us. So final score prediction, I would say maybe, like, uh, we're like forty-two to to ten, like maybe some garbage time points.
1: Oh man! Well, we listen, more than than I want to thank you for calling. in the call-
7: second half—that's all I ask. More yeah. than four yards in the second half.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you for calling in, Elias. Man, it was great to speak to you. I understand, you know, forty-two to ten—that's that's your prediction for the Chiefs, but it's tough, man. This 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 team is. It's not looking so good, and I understand everyone's frustration. But I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have a good night. You too, man. Whew. Elias calling in with the fires. Rail. Well. Elias says 42 to 10. Wow. <laughs> I mean, people are bringing the heat, man. People are bringing the heat right now. People are down on this football team. You know, it kind of is what it is, especially when you look at the situation, how this team is set up, the talent that we have here, and we're going against a juggernaut. In the in the Chiefs right now, so I'm gonna keep going to these lines. Six one two. I'm coming directly to you. I want to get your thoughts on this Chiefs game that we have coming up. The Jets, man. What are you expecting from the offense, and what are your thoughts about Daryl Loggins calling the offensive plays yet again this week?
6: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say I think what we're witnessing is that the Jets are playing, you know, three-dimensional chess here in the sense of. When most people on the outside would look at the organization and say, Why in the world are you have you know, allowing the most incompetent coach maybe in the NFL history to run your team and have a horrible play caller and a totally dysfunctional roster and just you know, just an abysmal mess, but then you realize they're doing it on mm. purpose. You know what I mean? Mm. This is so genius about it because the Jets realize that this year's number one pick is going to be extremely valuable, whether it's drafting Trevor Lawrence or another quarterback or getting a King's ransom for that pick. Either way, it's going to put them in a great position this offseason. And so they realize by keeping Adam Gase as the head coach, they're guaranteed to get the number one pick. There's no way they're not going to get it. So it's a genius play by them, to be honest. I think it's fantastic. But as far as this game coming up, uh, I think they're going to lose 56-3. to uh, I think it's going to be a struggle to keep them. Just, just, just keeping it real, it, it's, it's 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 the Chiefs. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, come on. Oh my but, god! Go
0: ahead. It was. <laughs> go ahead. I'm
6: sorry. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was, I was really kind of skeptical, and then get to three. But I was like, okay, they're probably going to get a garbage, a couple garbage plays at the, end of the game. and They might get a chip on shoulder going, but. On the defense side of the ball, it's going to be a nightmare. I think the Chiefs might hit thirty-five before halftime, and the only reason I stopped at fifty-six is because I thought the Chiefs would take off the starters by the fourth quarter. Otherwise, if they kept them in the whole game, they might—they're they, going to break sixty, might even get to seventy-two, but. You know, wow. And, I, and that's not, that's not, that's well, well, not, I'm, cut a little, before, I'm that.
1: sorry. Before, before you, you keep going, first off, I want to thank you for calling in. You're spitting the fire right now. And I, I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier about Adam Gaze and keeping him here and getting that pick. You know, I hear people, you know, kind of throwing around a lot of theories and things like that. But the thing is about that too is by keeping Adam Gaze here, you're also costing yourself as well because you're, you're pretty much, wasting a lot of potential of the offensive players, right? We're we're talking about that every single week, aren't we? We talk about Sam Darnold. You know, here's a guy, he was literally brought in here to save or to elevate him, to elevate his play, right? That was the whole deal. He's an offensive guru. He's going to figure, you know, out how to utilize Sam effectively. The scheme is going to be fit all around Sam. We're going to see Sam Darnold ascend to one of the best quarterbacks in the league because we all said, hey, we have the talent. It's just the Jeremy Bates, Todd Bowles have no clue of what they're doing. And that's why they sold us Adam Gaze and how he was an offensive genius and all these other things. So if you keep Adam Gaze here and you keep him here as a head coach, aren't you just hurting Sam Darnold in the long run? Because basically what he's doing, he's not able to utilize him effectively. Hell, he couldn't utilize Le'Veon Bell effectively. So that, you know, I understand. I, I just don't. And I understand why Jets fans think that. You know, But you know truly why I think that Adam Gaze is still here? I think it's because Chris Johnson, the Johnsons as a whole, oh, are so incompetent and so egotistical that they will not fire this guy because everyone else knew that he had no business being a coach here. Everybody, I'm talking everybody, outside of the mainstream media and the stiffs that literally were taping for him, you know, that that now they've all turned on him as well. But everybody in the fan base was screaming, do not hire that guy. And when they did, everyone was screaming, we cannot believe you hired that guy. And they just don't want to admit we made a gigantic mistake, and we have put this, you know, the future of this franchise in serious danger with this move. I mean, that's my thoughts on that. What do you, what do you think about it?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't underestimate these guys in the sense of their intelligence and where they're coming from. I think they understood about a year into the case. You know, last year they, they figured that this was a total mess; it's not going to work. And I think look at the yeah. big picture. I mean, look at the roster. The roster is devoid of good young talent you have a lot of guys in their mid to late 20s that clearly don't have that much potential. So they realize they're they're going to have to engage in a massive overhaul and rebuild starting this offseason. And to really get that going, yeah. they needed to get good draft picks. And, and in my opinion, I think they've already known Darnold's done. They, they've given up on him, right? He might be able to work somewhere else, but just here it's just not going to happen. So I think they've already made the commitment to go after Trevor Lawrence or whatever you know good young QB they find in a, potentially in the draft. And they're going to go a different route. They're going to start over. But to on a bigger note, I mean, think of it like this. If they were to fire Gates now, okay, let's just say they did, because it's obvious they need to. They know it. I mean, these guys are not idiots, okay? They didn't get that job without having some kind of confidence to them, and they absolutely know and they can tell this guy's a disaster. If they were to fire him, let's say they elevate, I don't know, the defensive coordinator to be the head coach, what are the chances the Jets get the number one pick?
1: I mean – I I still think we'd probably, you know, end up with the worst record of the season, even if they fire him, because I just don't think that we have enough. You
6: don't think they get a I bump? I just don't. Just that the whole coaching no. change and maybe they squeak out two three. No, runs. because
1: here's why. Here here's why I don't think they'll get a bump. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna, after this, we're definitely going to get into the game because I I definitely want to talk to you about this 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 Chiefs matchup. But I mean, if, say right. you were to fire Adam Gaze. who would be the offensive coordinator? Loggins? Do you think he's any better than Gaze? He's the guy working with Gaze. He a, a, exactly what we saw last all last year and coming into this season was what lack of adjustments, lack of being able to utilize the offensive personnel uh, correctly, and a lack of understanding how to help Sam Darnold along during games and utilize his skill set. Right, and we would when we saw that consistently, mainly especially this year where we would come in, you know, scripting plays uh, outside of the scripted plays, in the second half we would fall off of a cliff. That was like the, you know, that was a narrative for so many games we saw that. Well, if you look at the first game coached by Logan, that's exactly what you saw. You saw the exact same stuff. Outside of, like, the motions and things in the, first, in the first half, which, as you could clearly see, and I've been talking about this program for the longest time, when you move guys around, it makes it a lot harder for a defense to just track you. That's why so many offensive geniuses around this league use motion. Like it's, it's really simple. It's not that hard. Like, it's, I'm not a rocket scientist here. Right? But the second that the Bills made an adjustment, And that second half, the second that they saw, okay, we see what you're doing. Sean McDermott went back and said, okay, I'll see what you're doing. Let's do this. I'll tell you what. Forget all this. Let's just blitz the crap out of you. That's because that's exactly what they did. They just said, oh, well, whatever. We're just going to blitz the crap out of you because we know you can't handle that. And that's exactly what they did, and there was no adjustment. So we just got eight and up. And that's going to bring me back into this game with you because I'm very concerned in this game that this Chiefs pass rush, which is ferocious. That they'll get after Sam Donald, and I'm wondering how concerned are you that we'll see another game where Donald won't have anywhere to go; he'll have no room to breathe, and the pocket will just collapse on him, and he'll get destroyed.
6: Right. Yeah, I mean, as far as this game from him, I, I, the over/under for me as far as passing yards is 150, and I think they'll be lucky to crack
0: 150. I, I
6: don't think it's going to happen. Um, at this Damn. point, let's just hope the guy comes out of the game healthy. You uh, know, and, I, and I'm, no, I'm not kidding; I'm dead serious on that. I just I really fear for the kid's health, and I think for his career and just his men, his mental state and his, you know everything, he needs to leave the Jets this offseason. I just yeah. you can see he's got the happy feet. You can you can tell when a quarterback, start, you know, mentally isn't there anymore. When they got that little happy feet thing, when you can tell they're like overly aware of the pass rush, because the great yeah. great quarterbacks they they, they act like that the pass rush is not even there. Their whole demeanor, the way their movement, even everything they act like, it's, they just have that sixth sense to feel when the pass rush comes. Otherwise, they don't. They barely react to it. But as far as yeah. this game goes, I'm less worried about the offense. I'm more looking at the defense. And what the hell are they going to do against Mahomes? Because I don't – I mean, honestly, I mean, how many touchdown passes do you think they are going to have? Honestly. Like if the over-under stay fine, yeah. well, were you taking the over? Or the
1: yeah. Under? Yeah. I- I'm thinking – I don't know. I think they'll run the ball quite a bit. So I'll, I'll I'll go under, I'll I'll say they'll probably throw about three or four, but I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think it's going to be them running the ball a lot. And I think, you know, maybe Andy Reid makes it a point to utilize Le'Veon Bell in this game, just to kind of send a little bit of a message. (laughs) You know, I I, I know that's not his beef, but,
4: you know, a little
1: bit of a message, like, okay. And I'm pretty sure that Le'Veon has come up to him this week and said, hey, listen, dog, you know, let, you know, I understand you got a back, and I understand, you know, this is a team game, but, you know, let me do my work because I right. want to show him, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's yeah, going to be a, especially but, if they get a big uh, lead. Man, I, I got – you go ahead.
6: Yes, sir. No, I am just saying, especially if they yeah, get yeah. a big lead early in the second half, yep. give, they might just give it the bell the whole second half.
1: Yep. But, yep. yeah, but thank so you, I, can I appreciate that. you taking so. my call. Yeah, absolutely, man. I want to thank you for calling in, man. It was phenomenal to speak to you. Next time I have my show, man, I want to hear from you for sure.
6: Yes, sir. Absolutely, brother. Stay strong. All
1: right. All right, you have a good one. Woo! Man, let me tell you something. Phenomenal caller there. Great to speak with him. Look, I, you know, it's tough. It's tough. I know you said 56 to 3. I was blown away. <laughs> I was blown away, man. Whoa. You know, but I, I understand it. I understand it. You know, a lot of people look at this game and they're saying, "Hey, this team is just not equipped." And and the Chiefs are coming in with weapons and another weapon added, Le'Veon Bell. And you got Le'Veon coming in. You know, looking. You know, he he's pissed. I know he's pissed. <laughs> I know he's upset. And I know the vengeance. I mean, you you could you could almost feel it, man. I, I know that he's gonna. He's going to be ready. And I'm talking about fully prepared to try to take our heads off. So, man, oh, man, this this Jets team better be prepared. So I'm going to get back to the callers in just a second. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. Uh, My savages in the chat are going crazy. Aspiring filmmaker Holly, yo, salute to you. Aspiring filmmaker says, what up, Joe? always enjoy your program. Thank you. Yo, salute to you, Holly, man. I want to thank everyone that's listening, everyone that watches me from, you know, no matter what the platform is, you folks are the absolute best. And I want to thank y'all. Man, listen. Venom G's in the chat. Yo, salute to you, Venom G's. Venom G says, "Gaze slipped his playbook for the second half." <laughs> you talking about Daryl Loggins? I mean, like, Venom, you bring up a great point though. Like I said earlier as well, it just seems like you know that this this you know this football team seems like it was coached by Adam Gaze last week. I know they talked about you know that Daryl Loggins was calling the plays, but it did not seem like that to me whatsoever. It really just seemed like another Adam Gaze coach game. So. I'm going to get back to these callers, you know what I'm saying, chat. My guys in the chat, the Savage in the chat, please keep going off. We're going to get to everybody again when you call in. Please do not curse on my show because I will get you out of here. i got quite a bit of callers. Please be patient. I'll get to every single one of you. Uh, So we're going to 973. 973, give me your thoughts on this upcoming game, uh, you know, that the Jets have against the Chiefs. How are you feeling about it? And what are your thoughts about the Jets running the football hard with p Ryan this week to kind of slow down this Chiefs offense? Yeah.
5: Well, Joe, to be honest, I don't think anything can slow the Chiefs offense. I mean, the Jets can't even measure up to that. I mean, what have they really got? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what they got. Uh, Great, big, nothing. No. I mean, this, no. has, this has massacring all over it. I mean, I've heard some of your predictions, predictions. Uh, 42 to 10, 56 to 3, yeah. 112 to yeah. nothing. Oh, wait, no, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's just unbearable. Now, I don't know if they're actually trying to just tank. I'm to get to Trevor Lawrence because... First of all, uh, Trevor said, well, I don't know if I want to go to the Jets. I'd like to go to a contender, not a pretender. So, uh, you know, yeah. if you think you're trying to, you know, tank a purposely for, for him, don't bother. Because I don't think he's going to come. And every time, every time we get a top draft pick, you know, because we always get the first draft pick, it hasn't done anything for us. So why should that change?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you know, uh, you know don't, again, don't, I want to thank don't you. Don't
5: waste your time on him.
1: Yeah, I'll I want to so thank much. you for calling in. Look, I understand, I understand people talking about Trevor and, you know, everyone's yeah. looking towards the future because his football team is so bad. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what we have currently here. And I'm looking yeah. at this situation with this matchup against the Chiefs. And if I'm Greg Williams, I'm very worried. Uh, the Chiefs have quite a bit of weapons. And, so that's my question for you is, if you were Greg Williams, what, what Chiefs' offensive weapon would concern you the most, though? Like, which what, what, which one of those weapons are you the most worried about coming into this football game?
5: Like what you mean, uh, like uh, the player-wise, the uh, uh, position-wise? Yeah, player-wise, and, on, you on offense.
1: Who, who, are you, who are you the most concerned with coming into this game? Is it Travis Kelsey? Is it Tyreek Hill? Are you concerned about, you know, Mahomes and his feet, you know, him utilizing no, his I think feet? Are, about you, are you worried about Le'Veon Bell burning you? Like, what are you worried about the most? Well, Bell didn't want to be with the Jets anyway, so we can rule that
5: out. But Cleese, yeah, Cleese scared, Cleese worries me. He always did. You know, at Mahomes, of course, mm-hmm. just is just like a machine that's not running on any steam at all. Like I mm-hmm. forget Bell. He, he he was just wasting space. So forget it.
1: Oh wow,
5: he didn't want to be with okay. us anyway. So you know. Okay. Look, so, okay. you know, okay. I hear you. You, know, you
1: know, I I, I, don't I need you. yeah, I I would be I would be concerned with with Travis Kelsey as well. Um, I mean, the Jets have a long history of not being able to cover, uh, you know, tight ends whatsoever. So I would I would be yeah. concerned with him too, uh, quite a bit, especially when him matching up with our inside linebackers. But I want to get your thoughts on this. How concerned are you about the Chiefs just outright running the ball down our throats this entire game? Because oh. we've seen that. We saw it from the Colts. We saw it from the Niners. I mean, we've literally let a lot of teams really just run the ball hard on us this year, and oh, we just couldn't stop it. How Colts concerned the, are you that the Chiefs will go to that style of, of football offensively?
5: Oh, we get that from the Colts and the 49ers. You can't believe they're going to run circles around the, around the Jets this week. Ugh. They're going to mm. be murder. The 49ers mm. and the Colts are mediocre. But, you know, They're not going to be powerhouses, but you know going to beat us. If they can beat us, the, Ch- the, the Chiefs are going to kill us.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my final question my for you, right. man, is, you know, yeah, what is your final score prediction for this game against the Chiefs?
5: We're in twelve to three. No, no, no. Uh, that little sarcasm. Well, I've heard some of your. I've heard some of the predictions. Uh, well, I think I gotta go up there with some of them, but I'm gonna meet in the middle. I'm gonna say forty-five to ten. Oof. 45
1: to 10. Yeah. All right, well, I think
5: 45 to 10. I think it's a little bit high you know, for, the, for, for uh, Kansas City, even though they can score. I think it's just a little too high.
1: Well, I want to thank yeah. you for calling in, man. It was great to talk to you. I, I hear your prediction, so All right, Joe. it is what it is, man. You no, have a good night. If
5: you have a uh, feel free to call my show tomorrow if you can. I'd love to hear from you. It's called the Enhanced Sports yep. Show. We're on uh, – wait, you're, you're East Coast, right?
1: No, no, you no, know, I'm on the West Coast. Go ahead. Give us give us uh go ahead and throw out the uh, five, you okay. know, all all the information all right. to your show on your social media. It's
5: called, the, it's called the Enhanced Sports Show. Uh the time is five to seventh here on the East Coast, since I'm based in New Jersey. Uh the number mm-hmm. to call is five one two five four three four six six two. That number again, five one two five four three, four six six two. We'll cover the World Series. We'll go over injury reports from in the NFL, as bad as they are. Um We'll tackle all the, we'll tackle um what's what's wrong with the cowboys wrong with the cowboys. And I know there's a lot of it. Uh we'll have a lot of other interesting features as well. So if you got time tomorrow between five and seven here on the East Coast, give a call.
1: All right. Well you have a good night, man. It was great speaking to you. Thank you, Joe. All right, have a good one. Whew, man, listen. We got quite a bit of callers. You heard his prediction. I mean, whoo absolutely, you know, people are, people are 56 to three, you know, 42 to 10. I think we had a 40, 40 something to zero earlier. People are, you know, they're giving their takes, man. (laughs) They're giving their takes and and nobody's picking the Jets. Let me tell you, you know, it is what it is. When you have a team that's set up the way it's set up, the way we're set up, you have a team coached the way we're coached. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pick this football team right now. It really, really is. I'm gonna come back to the callers in a second. I gotta go to the chat really quickly. My savages in the chat are going crazy. They're going absolutely crazy. Man, Jamal Damon in the chat. Salute to you again, Jamal. Jamal says, Brandon Mann, that's our punter. Brandon Mann offensive scheme might be in play this Sunday. Oh. (laughs) The old Brandon Mann scheme. Punt, punt, punt. We might see that. We might absolutely see that constantly. In this in this upcoming game but that's the that's what's important about this game as well. The jets have to come out, they have to start fast and they have to keep drives going we've had issues in the past continuing drives I mean just a couple of games ago, we had two third down conversions the entire game, and our first one didn't come into the fourth quarter. You cannot do that against the chiefs you you, you cannot play that play like that against them you've got to be able to consistently you know. Consistently keep drives going. You got to be able to move the change. You cannot get behind on them. Because if you do, you're going to get your doors blown off. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you. You're going to get your doors blown off. So I'm going to get back to these callers. Salute to everybody again. 515 602 9639. 515 602 9639. Call in and let me know your thoughts about the Chiefs versus Jets. How do you feel about this football team right now? That's what we're talking, man. It's tough. So I'm going to come to the next caller. Caller, I want to get your thoughts on this upcoming game against the Chiefs. And do you think that this is a game where we'll see, you know, Sam Darnold be allowed to just throw the ball around and really open up the offense? How do you feel about that, caller?
8: Hey, Joe, what's up? It's Brandon again. Sorry I haven't called in a couple weeks.
1: No, it's all. first off, man, I want to thank you for calling in, Brandon. It's good to hear from you, man. Hey, anytime you can, please call in. You know what I'm saying? I love hearing from you. There's no issues whatsoever. When you, t- when you look at this matchup, though, with the Chiefs, man, there's quite a bit of issues. <laughs> there's quite a bit of issues. This is an for offensive sure. juggernaut, you know, that we're going in and we're facing. And the first thing that I'm thinking is, listen, this Jets offense has got has to gotta get it together. Like, we've got to start fast. We've got to go. We've got to be able to to try our best to match that intensity. And my first thought is they've got to open up this playbook and allow Sam Donald to really throw the football down the field and get it going. We've got to let them know that we will take that shot. We will. You're not going to push us. You're not going to punk us. You're not going to push us into a corner. We'll do it. What are your thoughts about that?
8: I agree. Um, I feel like we have to take deep shots. We haven't really seen, like, really deep deep throws, like 30-plus yarders. I want to see Mims get the ball more. Uh, D. Ryan, for sure. I want to see the running game to be more effective. Akai Beckton is in the game, right? He's not rolled out? Yeah, no, he's playing. He's playing. Okay, good, good. I just wanted to make sure about that. Um, Yeah. I hope the pressure's is not too bad for Sam Darnold. Um, I hope he doesn't get hurt. I hope he's not running for his life or anything like that.
1: Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's big, and I, I'm worried about that as well, Brandon. You bring up a great point. Is you know these Chiefs, they got some pass rushers now. <laughs> they got some guys that can get after it. You know Jones and and Clark, and they got some other guys that can rush the passer too. Exactly. Like you said, it's gonna be it's gonna be extremely important for this offensive line to hold up, and you know not have Sam out there running for his life, not have guys breathing down his neck by the time that he takes the snap. He's got to be able to be comfortable back there in the pocket so that he can you know, be able to decipher it and make the play and be able to throw the football around. But another guy that you brought up as well that I think is going to be a big part of that due to the fact that Perryman and Crowder are not going to be playing is Mims. You talk about him a lot. You yep. say, hey, we need to get the ball in his hands. How many yards do you think he'll have in this football game? And do you think he'll have a touchdown?
8: I'm not too sure if he will get a touchdown, but I think he'll get like at least like 40 or 50 yards receiving. I think that's, like, a decent mm. rain for him. I hope it's more, though. I hope he gets a touchdown. Um, I'll be rooting for him, mm. of course.
1: What are your thoughts about P. Ryan, man? Do you think he'll be utilized effectively in this football game, and do you think that we should run the football hard at the Kansas City Chiefs as well?
8: I think he has a better chance of scoring. I think maybe with, like, some more pitches. Um, I think mm-hmm. he has a better chance of scoring a touchdown. Um yeah. I think they're gonna to stick to the running game more than passing it, I feel like until like late in the fourth quarter or something like that. Made some screens too with him.
1: Yeah. And now going to the defensive side of the ball, looks like is gonna be out as well, so we're gonna be missing a safety, a starting safety. Look maybe Austin Davis is probably gonna fill in there. What are your thoughts about him in that role? And are you concerned about the Chiefs targeting him?
8: I can't really say because we haven't really seen much of Ashton Davis this whole year. Am I right? I'm more curious to see injuries. how he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's go ahead, go ahead.
8: I, he has potential. Um, but again, we don't have much film on him. So I'm yeah. curious. It sucks that McDougal's out, but. I'm looking forward to it in a way. They could target him more.
1: How concerned are you with Tyreek Hill? Because that matchup with him, you know, probably on Pierre this year.
8: Woo. Yeah. Doesn't that scare you?
1: (laughs) I mean, whoa. (laughs) You're talking about a quick touchdown. I mean, that that could end up being quite a a couple uh, quick touchdowns. I mean, what are your thoughts on that matchup?
8: That has a big chance of being ugly for sure, that's uh, Tariq's speed alone. Whew. I don't even want to think about it. Hopefully we're proven wrong, but it just says ugly all over it. We'll see, though. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: yeah. How fired up do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to be, man? What What are your thoughts about facing him? What are you, What are your thoughts about, you know, him coming out and just being absolutely ready to tear our heads off?
8: Yeah, he's. They're gonna see. They're gonna utilize him effectively, yeah. especially in this game.
1: Yeah.
8: Uh, with, I feel like Mahomes is gonna get like a lot of passes uh, to him as well. And, mm. I it'd be so ironic. He's gonna get a touchdown against us too. I feel like he's gonna get like his first yeah. touchdown as a Chief in this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one, Brandon. Listen, again, I want to thank you for calling in, man. My final question for you is, what is your final score prediction for this Jets game against the Chiefs?
8: I'm going to say along the lines of 34 to six.
1: Ooh, 34 to six, Chiefs. All right. Well, Brandon, man, again, I want to
8: thank you for calling in. Go ahead. Hopefully, I'm wrong though. We'll see. Um I want to say yeah. one more thing before uh, you go to the next caller. Whenever yeah, the day comes when Adam Gates Adam Gates gets fired. I want whenever you upload that video, whenever he gets fired, I better see you in a party hat. I want to see a confetti. <laughs> it's going to be a celebration, man. <laughs> I am not I'm looking forward to that day when Adam Gates finally gets fired. Whether it's mid huh. the end of the season, I want to see a I want to see a paper party hat on confetti, balloons, <laughs> everything, man. man. It's I'm not, I mean, all look, looking forward to it. Just, the hell like, with
1: all that? I might buy myself a cake. I might actually buy a cake. Please. <laughs> we might we oh, eat cake, I want ice cream. Oh, out. man, it's going to be a good one. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Make these, it a special one. to go, but believe me. Yeah, we will celebrate. But <laughs> I want to thank you for calling in, Brandon. and I going to give back to the rest of these callers, man. It was phenomenal to speak to you next time I have a show. I need to hear from you, man. You're a hell of a caller.
8: Of course. Until next time. Thank you.
1: All right. Have a good one. Oh, man. Brandon calling in with the fire. Okay. Call in with the fire. Listen. You know, whatever Gaze is gone, you know, which should be soon, we're definitely going to have a celebration. Okay. That guy needs to get the hell out of here as fast as possible. Fastest. Must go. <laughs> must go. I'm going to get back to the callers in just a second. I got to talk to my savages in the chat, man. My savages in the chat are going crazy. All right, so I'll get back to the callers in just a second. Christopher Cancel, salute to you, Christopher. Christopher Cancel says, "Hey Joe, you want to take that W? Take the Amtrak to KC. Lock Adam Gaze in the locker room and take over the team. Perhaps you will get the W." <laughs> Listen, you know, I think I can be a better coach than Adam Gaze. You know what I'm saying? Don't y'all think that? I mean, hey, you know, I'd make adjustments. I'd make an adjustment in the second half. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely would. You no, know, you wouldn't have to. Uh, you wouldn't have to worry about me. You know, you wouldn't have to worry about me. I would definitely make the adjustment, and I would definitely utilize Sam Donna way more effectively. Jamal in the chat, salute to you again, Jamal. Jamal says, in all seriousness, the Jets should be able to at least put up some points against the Chiefs secondary minus the Honey Badger. Listen, that's a big thing for me as well, and it's great that you brought up that point, Jamal. I look at this situation, and I'm saying, look, even if the Jets don't get a W in this football game, you got to come out and look competitive. Don't come out and just lay down and let the Chiefs just blow you out the building. That just – you can't have that, man. You just – you can't have that. You can't come out, look uncompetitive, look lifeless, look like you don't belong in the league. That's completely ridiculous. You know, this team has got to put up some fight, and that's what I want to see. Even if the Jets don't win, I want to see you come out, look for. Look like you have a fighting bone in your body and do whatever you can to put some fight in into the, into the game, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't get killed. Don't come out look lifeless, look unprepared, and look ridiculous. That's just, just completely ridiculous. So I'm getting back to the callers. Again, 515-602-9639. Please call in. Love talking to all you folks. Do not call into my show, cursing. I will get you out of here as soon as possible. As soon as possible, okay? I mean, fast. Faster than other teams can make adjustments to our garbage-ass offense.
9: Fast. Fast.
1: It happens so fast. So I want to get back to these callers. And now I got my guy, you know what I'm saying, a guy that I love speaking to every single week. Steve is on the line. You know what I'm saying? He's calling in. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Steve. You look at this team. We got going, you know what I'm saying, we're coming up against the Chiefs. And guess what? Le'Veon Bell You can already tell he's ready to go. How concerned are you that Le'Veon is really just going to lay into the Jets in this football game?
10: Well, I'll tell you something right now, Joe, and for all of you Jets fans that are listening to this, unfortunately, this is going to be the bad news on Sunday. We're going to die, okay? We're going to (laughs) die on Sunday, okay? We're going to die, Unfortunately, I mean, it's just listen, the way how I look at this game, listen, you got one of the greatest quarterbacks right now in the game at Patrick Mahomes, you got Travis Kelsey, you've got Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, you've got Le'Veon Bell, listen, Andy Reid is going to Le'Veon Bell is going to tell Andy Reid, I want you to put me on the field against this team. I mean, this was a team that let me go. And now it's time for me to prove to them of why you should have never let me go. Well, I mean, listen. Obviously, yeah. Le'Veon wanted to get out of there because of Adam Gaze. It's just the all And the other worst part is on Sunday is is that we got to watch that buffoon Adam Gaze on the sideline again. I mean, and his clown, <laughs> his clown, his clown sidekick, Daryl Lowing, calling the play, calling. Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> yeah. First off, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. Man, you're spitting fire already. You know, like you said. I can see, you know, Le'Veon telling Andy Reid, listen, I understand, you know, this is a team game and everything, but you know, give me a workload, Coach. Let me let me show them, you know, let me show the rest of the league. Let me show the Jets, you know, what, 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 what I'm really about and how, you know, I can really still turn up in this uh <laughs> in this league. You know what I mean? So, you know, I I'm worried. I'm worried about Le'Veon Bell, but another guy that I'm worried about is Travis Kelsey. How concerned are you about him, Steve, going into this football game? Because the Jets have a long history of not being able to cover tight ends properly.
10: Well, unfortunately, there's some bad news. I got to tell you about that, Joe. Unfortunately, I have both Mahomes and Kelsey on my fantasy team starting this week. So you <laughs> oh, good.
4: So you good. I mean, listen, so you good. That's, basically, that's basically what you're telling us. You good,
10: huh? So
4: everything's fine. No, you know, just, man, as long as they go off, just, I, okay. you know, I'm good. I'm so, trying to win my matchup so this listen. week.
10: Uh, listen, here is the thing. Travis Kelsey, to me, is a very young version of a Rob Gronkowski of that team. I mean, he he is a young version of Rob Gronkowski, and and the mm. thing is about him is he's big, he's physical, and unfortunately, the problem is with our linebacking crew, we 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 still we still can't cover. Unfortunately, the tight end. Unfortunately, it's just unfortunately, it's probably going to be a tough game, and this could be a big game for Kelsey to have this year. The other concern is about going into this game is i mean look we're going into one of the toughest stadiums to play in the in the national football league in arrowhead stadium i mean listen arrowhead stadium listen they're not going to have a full capacity i mean they are going to have some fans but not a full capacity i mean listen if we are going to be playing in front of a full arrowhead stadium oh it would be it would be a nightmare we wouldn't even get we wouldn't even survive after this game the biggest thing, though, that I just also want to see the Jets do in this game is I want to see the offensive rookies, you know, get more reps in this game. Like, we saw in the first half yeah. last week with Michael Pierre and Denzel Mims. Listen, I, I'm a big Denzel Mims guy. I, I, I Listen, back on draft night, I loved that pick by Joe Douglas. Listen, I know everyone all said that Makai Benton was, 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 was every Jets fan favorite pick, but listen— Denzel Mims was my favorite pick in that in our in our draft that this past year. I, I would like mm. to see Darnold give the like throw the ball to Mims. Like, I want to see Mims get the experience against a pretty good, decent defense against Kansas City. I mean, listen, Kansas City is not the best defense in football, but they have talent on that team. I mean, you mentioned earlier about that, listen, besides the honey badger on that team and Tyron Matthew. Their, their secondary is Ant. Like, that's the weakest part of their defense. I would like to see Sam throw the ball. I mean, listen, no Crowder, no Brashard Perriman. I mean, I, I feel bad that Crowder's not playing, but listen, Brashard Perriman, I could give two craps. I mean, listen, I don't like to say he deserves to be injured, but Perriman sucks, okay? Perriman. Oh, c- come sucks. on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
1: I, I I hear you, Steve. Listen, listen, Steve. I hear you. I hear your frustration. But you know, you know, he, he's dealing with what he's dealing with right now. But like you said, Perryman Crowder, they're both going to be out. So we're definitely going to look to see what Mims is going to give us. But there's also a guy that I'm wondering. Okay, when are we going to see Herndon? Like at some point, do you think that this is a game, especially with all the injuries that we have at wide receiver? You know, we're looking to see what Mims has and all these other things. Isn't this a game where we could finally see Herndon kind of come alive at some point? Do you think that this is a game where we'll finally see him do something this season?
10: The thing that Herndon needs to do is he's got to get open and catch the ball. That's the first thing he needs to do. But it's just – it's just. but the thing is, like, like this is a game that not only for Chris Herndon, but Ryan Griffin's got to get in this game too. I mean, when are we using yeah. tight end? Why are we using these tight ends? I mean, this going back to the Chan Gailey days for crying out loud. It's just, it's just the thing is, the thing is, Joe. It's just listen. Out of all the years I've been a Jets fan, and listen, you've been a, a fan longer than I have. I mean, listen, I, I listen. I wasn't a fan back in 1995 or 1996 when a Rich Co- Cotty or whatever what his last name was when he coached that one in fifteen team. Coach listen, I, I understand. Yeah. It's just, listen, this is the worst Jets season I have ever seen in my whole entire life as a Jets fan. I thought at first that maybe 2016 was the worst or 2014 was the worst, but 2020 is the worst season I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad, Steve. I mean, this season is definitely, you know... (laughs) It's exposed a lot of issues that this this team, not only this team, but this franchise has had. A lot of things, you know, it's coming to the forefront, you know, and, and we're, we're paying the consequences for a lot of bad decisions that we've made in the past. But just sticking with this game, talking about paying the consequences, we've seen this team also be heavily penalized throughout this year, too, in certain games. Do you think that this is a game where you could see the Jets come out and kind of clean up a lot of those issues, you know, to, to keep – from giving the the, the Chiefs extended drives and things like that, roughing the passers and stuff, do you think that this is a game where the Jets can come out and play a really clean game and not get penalized?
10: You know, I mean, listen, they did that last week against Buffalo. And the thing I will give them credit Mm -hmm. from last week when they did play against Buffalo, they actually did play a very good competitive game against the Bills. I will give them credit on that. It's just unfortunately – I mean, the thing was last week, we didn't let Buffalo get into the end zone, but unfortunately we ended up giving up six field goals and our offense really couldn't do anything until when we got to the second half. But the thing is, though, like if the Jets could do that, like what they did, what they did, like what they didn't do last week against Buffalo is not commit a lot of penalties. I mean, listen, Buffalo committed a lot of penalties against us last week. Like I remember last week, they were making the mistakes last week that they did again that, that that we've been doing all season. But the thing is, though, going back to it, we can't. It, like the thing is, like you you can't commit penalties, especially against this. You yeah. you've got like before. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's literally the quarterback of the AFC right now. Like, listen, this guy yeah. is legit, legit, the quarterback of the AFC. And, and I mean, you got Andy Reid, who is considered one of the greatest coaches. But the thing that I know what Jet fans are saying this week, that this could be a preview of Eric Enemy being the next head coach for the Jets. Listen, listen, we just got to see what happens. Listen, the Johnsons are clueless. I don't know what's going to happen. If they're going to fire Adam Gaze either maybe after this game or, listen, they're not going to fire him after the game. They're either going to fire him until the end of the season. But I'm going to say this right now. If, he, if, this, if this clown buffoon coach Adam Gaze, does not get fired at the end of the season mm-hmm. hell is going to break loose on Twitter and jet Nation
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is and you know Eric B you know we'll we'll see what happens going forward with him you know because there are certain people that are pretty excited about him. you know but we'll see what happens going forward'll hey, we'll hey, see Joe, if Joe, he ends up being our coach. Hey, yeah, go ahead.
10: hey Joe by the way before I tell you my final score prediction, Remember how every Jets mm-hmm. fan said that they wanted Mike McCarthy? And look at what happened to him mm-hmm. in Dallas. Look at what yeah, you happened know, to him well,
1: Dallas. Yeah, yeah well, well, you know, we'll see how that kind of shapes up as well. There's some some issues on that football team. But just sticking with us here, you know, we've got some issues here. <laughs> <laughs> we got quite a bit of issues here, you know what I'm saying? But you, you brought the fire, Steven. Again, I want to thank you for calling in, man. What is your final score prediction uh, for this uh, game against the Kansas City Chiefs?
10: Well, listen, I hope I'm going to be proven wrong, but I don't think I'm not going to be because, unfortunately, this is the goddamn Jets, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but, all right. My final score That's of the game true. is I'm going to go – I'm going to go I, – I, this is unfortunately going to be another loss. We go 0-8. I, I, I'm going to have to say 34-13. to but, but, you know, something – listen, the one thing I want to see Sam do is I want to see him progress in this game. I just want to see the Jets play some competitive football like they did last week against Buffalo. If football and even come out of this game with the loss, you know what? I'll take it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in, Steve. Man, it was phenomenal to speak to you. Next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you. You know I love talking to you about this uh, this Jets team on a weekly basis, my brother. Yep.
10: yep, all right, Joe. Thank you very much, and good night.
1: Right, you have a good one. Man, Steve calling in with the fire. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, his prediction, again, has the Chiefs. I don't think anyone's taking the Jets tonight at all. Nobody has. You know? And, again, it's because, hey, this team's bad. This team's pretty bad. So we're going to keep going to the callers. Got quite a bit of callers that, you know what I'm saying, are coming in. So next caller, I'm want to speak to you. I want to hear your thoughts about this Jets football team I want to get your thoughts about them with this matchup to the Kansas City Chiefs. How do you feel, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about Sam Darnold, and do you think that he'll be able to really be effective in this football game against the Chiefs?
4: What's going on, man?
1: What's going on, my friend? How are you feeling today? What are your thoughts on this uh, Kansas City Chiefs matchup, and what are your thoughts on Sam Darnold in this matchup?
4: Well, I mean, (laughs) with Darnold, it's kind of a thing of, okay, you got – uh, it would be like if you bought a car for your, your child and let your friends drive. So you're just looking at it. Okay, Adam Gase is in control of this kid. We just don't want him to break him. If so, if possibly yeah. switching quarterbacks next year, or if you, or if you go forward with Donald. So that's my major concern with him. Don't mess this kid up too much with your incompetence. But look, I'm down here in Atlanta, man. Uh, We want y'all to win. So we want whatever miracle to happen to happen uh, because we messed up and won last night. So, you know, whatever y'all can do, uh, sports books be damned, the line be damned, whatever y'all can do to get a win, man, I would appreciate it. You know what I mean? I want the rebuild to start down here, and they are fighting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Look,
1: first off, I want to thank you for calling in. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's good to hear from someone, you know, that's not necessarily Jeff and I love talking uh, to other, you know, uh, fans of other football teams from the, that are looking at our team from the outside in and, and they have comments as well. So again, it's great to, to talk to you. Listen, I hear what you're saying though about, uh, you know, Adam Gaze. Everyone's kind of saying the same thing as man, what a situation we put Sam Donald in where we're, you know, this kid showed flashes. We saw things and then, Gaze comes in, and he just look, he just doesn't look the same. There's issues. A lot of people talk about his mechanics left and right. A lot of people talk about these things. But what we also talk about is the lack of playmaking ability around him, the lack of protection. Of course, the coaching is horrific. But we talk about that on a weekly basis. If you look at this week, we're going into this football game, no Crowder, no Perryman. Denzel Mims is a young kid that we're looking forward to. They're not necessarily utilizing him correctly. They didn't utilize him effectively in the last week's game. What are your thoughts about him from the outside looking in? And do you think that this kid is talented enough to possibly
4: become our number one and number two wide receiver? Yeah, we'd have to see a lot more to see what he actually is. But just coming into the season, Mm -hmm. you remember how everybody crowed about the Jets draft, and this is one of the reasons why. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. to see him get some snaps now. Uh, maybe with Crowder out, they won't just force targets to Crowder all night and let everybody else kind of yeah. touch the ball and see what they can do. But but overall, yep. the, the biggest problem with somebody like Adam Gates is this. It's what you don't know now. Because when you have a, uh, somebody like Sam Darnold for a few years, the biggest thing you want to know is, okay, do we have our guy or should we draft someone? So when you're drafting as high as you guys are, the biggest problem you can have is the unknown. So now... You know, yes. is this Adam Gates incompetence or is the kid actually good? And if you just put someone there who knows what they're doing, things will improve. So that that's the biggest, you know, stumbling block to me with the whole Gates thing. Now, organizationally, yeah. it looks like you guys are taking a route of the next hire is going to be a big hire. And we're going to let them determine a lot of personnel and everything else. And I think that's kind of why they let Gates kind of stay on because they're not trying to do the interim thing for a while. They're just trying to do normalcy mm-hmm. until we can just ship out the whole regime. So that, mm-hmm. that's a good way of thinking as far as forward thinking. And to all you Jets fans who are yelling at everybody about trading, uh, trading Jamal Adams, uh, you like those <laughs> draft picks now, don't you? Like you, you see, like no matter how good a player is in the NFL, multiple draft picks are always better than that player. It, it, there are going to be few cases. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Where it's not better to trade the players. You see what I'm saying? Listen, so you know, first off, uh, I, I
1: was the guy that bared the brunt
4: of that of those mm. screams. I'm, my ears,
1: I'm still recovering. You know what I'm saying? They blew my eardrums mm. out <laughs> because I was the guy that was screaming to trade him. And I said, "Hey, he's a box safety," you know. And people just, yeah, everybody just, just came right down on me. You know what I mean? But hey, like you said, we are we're. We're uh, loving the draft picks. We're loving the capital. We're loving the flexibility that that move gave us, especially with the, you know, the situation that went down. But you spoke about something early, and I've been trying to hammer that point home consistently, uh, you know, with different people, regardless of who I speak with in the fan bases, the – the problem with having Adam Gaze here, the problem that we have now, like you said, is the uncertainty, the question mark surrounding Sam Darnold. And I don't think people really understand that is because listen, for years we we had an issue where we had no we, we had no franchise guy. We 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 were stranded in the desert looking for a quarterback and we were trying to figure out, hey, who's the guy that's gonna lead us? And you finally get the guy that has, that's showing you, oh, this this kid might be really good. And then you bring a guy in here, like you said, that puts you in limbo. Again, you're in purgatory where you're, you're wondering, is he that good or is he that bad? And, you know, whose fault is it? Is it gays or is this kid just not talented? And now look at us. Look at where we're at. <laughs> now, you know, we're right, in a position you, where you we're trying to figure out
4: – Right. It, like, it exactly. Was, on them, and that, exactly, and that's that's where a lot of people are, where they're like, "Hey, we don't even them.
1: want to take the risk. We're just willing to move on." And it's like, "Whoa, that's just that 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 that, that hire set this set this franchise back years." And I keep telling people yeah. this, and I don't think they really understand that hire alone bringing in Adam Gase to set this franchise back years because it set back the development of Sam Darnold. It's unreal. And, just how, com- how completely you unreal
4: when you when you yeah. walk into meetings with a whole bunch of Peyton Manning stories. You can kinda of pull people <laughs> to your side and convince them of things that you're not capable of doing. But overall though, man, you guys got a rebuild going, so that's the great thing. Down here in Atlanta, people yeah. are still kind of unsure and don't want to go full in on the rebuild. I'm hoping that they yeah. finally buy in and we can start this thing over. But my last question for you though, before you go to the next person, uh her yeah. thing, man like, I saw good things from Herndon years ago. We all thought he was a young tight end. who was going to be really promising. Yeah. What's up with yeah. this dude? Like, he's playing the same. Oh, I'll Play let you team.
1: know what's up. Oh, I'll <laughs> let you know exactly what's up with him. Uh uh-huh. yeah, you, you talked about it. We saw flashes, and I told people about him before coming in. And, I, again, I want to thank you for calling in. I told people about this guy before coming into this season. Everybody was hyped. They were calling him. I, there were people that were literally – uh, messaging me saying, hey, he's, he's going to be our Travis Kelsey. He's going to be this. And I said, well, wait a minute. First off, there have been a whole hell of a lot of injuries with him outside of the suspension where he's missed quite a bit of time. We've only seen flashy. He's got to be more consistent, dude. He is dropping footballs left and right. And I understand that he's mm. not necessarily being utilized effectively as he should be within the scheme. If Adam Gaze and his Deals with tight ends. You can go back to when he was dealing with Mike Gusecki, where people thought that Mike Gusecki wasn't that good. And the second that Adam Gaze left, we saw a a different Mike Gusecki. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. again, with him, you got to wonder, hey, is it the scheme? Is it this? But even when the ball is being put in his hands, there's been throws where Sam Darnold has literally hit this guy in the hand, and he's just dropping it left and right.
4: I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. insane.
1: He cannot Mm -hmm. catch a football. So, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with him going forward, but the, the the future's not looking promising, especially not with him, because this is a guy that cannot catch. You know, he can't catch. So uh, we'll see what happens. But but before I let you go, let me get your final score prediction for this uh, Jets-Chiefs game. How do you think it turns out?
4: Well, just know this. Uh, if it doesn't go the way Vegas said it's going to go, I'll be crying. But, yeah, I'm betting this huge <laughs> college-like uh, points spread. And I'm betting on the Chiefs to just blow the doors off. Like, dude, you don't see <laughs> point spreads like this in professional sport. Like, no. This is yeah. supposed to be a directional yeah. state university against a, a power five. Like, that is a crazy point <laughs> spread, man. But, I, hey, man, I'm yeah. all in on it. So, if you guys beat it, hey, man, just know you took an Atlanta fan's money because I'm going in, bro. <laughs>
1: All right, man. I'm going to keep going to these calls. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Listen, the next show I have, I want to hear from you, man. You're a heck of a guy to speak to. I love talking to you. Must do. All
4: right, man. Have a good one. All right, you have
1: a good one. Peace. Oh, man. Listen, we got (laughs) quite a bit of people calling in. It's always good to hear from other people outside this fan base that love to uh, you know, talk about the Jets as well and love to chit-chat. But I'm going to keep going with these callers. Again, my guys in the chat, I will be coming to you, you know, soon. So keep, please keep chatting on my Savages in the chat. 315, I'm coming directly to you. I want to get your thoughts on this game coming up. The Kansas City Chiefs, you know, w- w- the Jets are facing the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of things going on. What are your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell, you know, running up against us again? Do you think this guy is going to come in determined with a whole hell of a lot of vengeance to really burn us?
11: Hey, uh, long call time Jets yes, fan. Here. Here. Can, you. Since the 19- can you hear me?
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you.
11: Go ahead. Okay, long time Jets in here since the nineteen eighties. I thought I sat through the worst season in uh, nineteen ninety six, was it? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, he's gonna run all over us. Score's gonna be wild. But I'm not gonna focus on the <laughs> negative in this call. <laughs> Well, well we're, yeah, no, this listen, season's first, over. All, all the all <laughs> Jeff fans need to realize, this season's over. Quit complaining about it. It's done. So
1: Well, you know, first off, forward. I want to thank you for calling in. Look, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You know, Le'Veon Bell, I do think he'll come in with, you know, with the vengeance. I think he's going to run hard. I think they're going to try to find him the, you know – trying to find ways to get him the football. But I'm looking at our football team right now and I'm saying, okay, we're matching up with a Kansas City Chiefs team that has, that is an offensive juggernaut. I mean, this team is serious business. I mean, they don't they're not joking. They got a great offensive mind, a true offensive genius in Andy Reid. And we have to we have to try to match them. We do. We have to try to, you know, get the football out of Sam Donald's head fast. We've got to find ways to also take shots down the field. And that's what leads me to think, hey, is this a game where you think that Sam will be throwing the football down the field quite a bit and just trying to open up the offense just to let the Chiefs know, hey, we will take that shot. Please respect us.
11: Oh, I hear you. And I'm hoping to see something out of Denzel Mims. Yeah. But aside from that, yeah. what I think Jets fans need to look forward to Outside this mm-hmm. season. Next season, they got the most cap space out of any team, I believe. The year after that, yeah. 2022, Ooh, I, I believe Jag, we also think had the, the most are up cap there too. Space. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think once they dropped Gaze, the everyone knew it was a bad hire from the beginning. But we need to look forward to the future. We need to <laughs> just watch and laugh this season because it's. it's bad. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I, and I hear what you're saying, and, and I understand, you know, you're saying, hey, look at the future, but a lot of the, the, the things that we're talking about right now can help or hinder our future, because, uh, oh. you know, people want to see Sam Darnold be, be able to grow and mature as a quarterback here, because guess what, if you have a quarterback, then you don't have to go looking for one, right? Just the same way that we just oh, I just got I done talking with the other caller. Yeah, you know, I, we were talking about Chris Herndon, which, you know, Chris Herndon is, you know, seems like he's he's not a guy that we can really depend on, but guess what? So that means you got to go look for a tight end. We're talking about wide receivers now, Mm -hmm. you you know, outside of Mims, we're wondering we might have to go look for a wide receiver. So I understand what you're saying and I hear you, but it's like, man, when you're watching this team week in and week out, you know, it's tough. It's really, really tough. And so that leads me to my next question for you is when you look at this defense, I'm looking at the matchup of Tyreek Hill and Pierre Desiris. Hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, it scares me. (laughs) Does it concern you as much as it concerns me? about this guy matched a- up with this year.
11: Absolutely. I mean, I, It's funny how these players, we got Tremaine Johnson. He looked great in St. Louis. We get him, he's a joke. I don't know if he's washed <laughs> up or early or what. Then we get Pierre Desir, who yeah. looked good in Indy. Comes here, what's he what's going on? Is it just yeah. players stop playing when they get to New York? I don't understand. <laughs>
1: They sign with us, and it's like, oh, well, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah,
11: like, we're not going to win any of those two carries. Just collect my money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's really tough.
11: Okay, I know everyone's a tank for Trevor. But Mm -hmm. do we need to? That's my. I think Sam Darnold is a great, talented quarterback. Get him the right Mm -hmm. tools, get him the right coach, get a solid offensive line that's not putting him on his back every other play. Run for his life. Yeah. Although he does yeah. very well on the run.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
11: do we need Trevor Lawrence? Yeah.
1: Well, if you ask me, all right, I don't. I don't think we do. And I've I've been a big proponent of this, and I'm gonna keep talking about it because I like to get my takes out there early. You know what I mean? Because you know, I don't want anybody to say, "Hey, you took my take." Or no, no. Listen, I'm a big fan of trading down and acquiring talent for this football Mm -hmm. team because we have bigger needs than just Trevor Lawrence. If we get Trevor Lawrence on this team, we'll still struggle. He's going to get hit a lot. We're going to have issues, right? So I look at it like this. We've got Sam Darnold going into the fifth-year option. I say we pick it up. I say we trade down, uh, get a king's ransom for Trevor Lawrence. I've heard – Certain analysts say that we can get two to three first-round picks, a bunch of mid-round picks, all that stuff, a bunch of second-rounders, third-rounders. I'll take that in a heartbeat. And I'll build this football team up around uh, my, my franchise quarterback. I, I don't give a damn about the defense. We poured into the defense for years. You go back and look at our last ten years of, uh, our last 10 years of our first-round picks from our draft, I think like two of them are offensive players and the rest of them are defense. That's why we're so bad here. You know what I'm saying? It was a bunch of interior all mm-hmm. kinds of linemen. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so if you go look at those things you've got to better your offense and that's what I would do. I would take it, and I would really pour it into the offense and guess what? It also works as a backup plan too, folks, because say you look at the situation and figure out, you know, Sam Darnold isn't the guy. Guess what? The next quarterback you draft, he's gonna need weapons. He's gonna need protection. He's gonna need, you know, to go out there and be able to effectively do his job. So it works for the next quarterback. You can move on from Sam Darnold mm-hmm. and you won't fall off of a cliff because you'll have a bunch of offensive talent around there, guys that can get the job done. So, that that's my take on that. But my final question for you is, man, cuz I got to hit these lines cuz these callers are, man, it's steaming hot here. Yeah. What is your final score prediction for this game against the Kansas City Chiefs?
11: I've been going back and forth. My heart tells me that the Jets are going to try to be a competent team this week, but mm-hmm. my mind is telling me it's going to be 38 at the most 17.
1: Okay. Okay. Thirty eight seventeen Chiefs. Okay. Caller's got again. Yep. Listen, man. I wanna thank you for calling in. It was great to speak with you. Next time I have a show, I wanna hear from you, my friend. You're one heck of a Jets fan and one heck of a caller.
11: All right, man. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, you have a good night. Whew, what a caller. Great call calling in. You know what I'm saying? Letting us know what he thought about this matchup. And I understand a lot of a lot of fans are frustrated. Like he said, we're gonna laugh. <laughs> we're gonna laugh and we're gonna try to have You know, we're just going to laugh at the team the rest of the year. A lot of fans are looking towards the future as well. Man, it is what it is. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly. Salute to all the savages in the chat, uh, just chatting it up, letting us know. Venom G's in the chat says, as soon as Gaze is gone, Herndon is going to ball. Look, I know a lot of people that are thinking like that. A lot of players in the past that have moved on from Adam Gaze have gotten better. You know what I'm saying? We talk about Ryan Tannehill. We talk about all these people on a weekly basis that are getting better after Adam Gaze is gone. And I could... You know, maybe that happens there. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm gonna get back to these callers really quickly. Seven one eight. I'm coming directly to you. I want to get your thoughts on this matchup with the Chiefs, and what are your thoughts about Mims? Do you think he is able to be utilized effectively this week in this in this week's game? Hello. Yeah. Hello, caller. Um, uh, you're hey. on the line. I'm gonna talk to you about yeah. I want to talk to you about okay. Denzel Mims. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Denzel Mims. What are your thoughts about uh, him being utilized in this football game with all the other injuries that we have, you know, along our our offense? Crowder and Perryman not being out there. Do you think Mims gets a heavy part of the workload? All All right. Before I answer your question, let me just introduce myself. This is
12: Roach from the Savage Chat. Okay, let's go, Roach. Let's get, Let Roach, him know. Yo, I gotta oh, say, man. for all the listeners out there, yo, thank God for this man because if it wasn't for him <laughs> streaming those games, man, you know, like those Sundays, ooh, it was rough watching the Jets play. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen. Before, it was, bro. It I was, Roach. It course, was so rough. I just out there, you know. I just want to say, I don't blame Joe Douglas for what's happening for this jet season. You know, if you want to blame the one culprit in all of this, I think, it I believe it was Jamal Adams because when Jamal Adams left, they low um they low balled Robbie. And then Mosley decided to opt out. Douglas probably said, you know what, what do I really have here?
1: Yeah. You know,
12: and then both of the well,
1: players was already injured. Yeah. Well, I well, think, and I hear you, Roach. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Roach. And I, you know, I agree to a certain extent. I think the real person that is to blame for the, the issues here with the roster, does Joe Douglas share a, a bit of the blame? I believe he does a little I bit. Mean, and I it's, mean, because, here's why. But I mean, here's, he why here's why, though. Here's why, Roach. is I believe he does. I believe he does because we went into the draft with major needs at offense and. I understand, you know, people look back at that draft, but let me tell you, that quarterback and Zugea, those picks are questionable, especially when you're looking at the yeah, situation yeah, so from, we need a wide receiver guy. help. You yeah, yeah and there were so many wide receivers. But the biggest part of the blame, let me make this very clear, I am not blaming Joe Douglas for everything that happened. I am not, because the <laughs> big part of the blame was on Mike McCadnan. And it is on the Johnsons. I'm talking squarely. Oh, yeah. oh, definitely. Like, definitely. oh that Oh, The way that they oh. handled the general manager—that it was atrocious to give Mike Mcagnin, right? To give Mike Mcagnin that final draft. And that free agency before firing him like two weeks after or three weeks after whatever, that was horrific. And let me tell you folks why And Roach bring up brought up an amazing point. It's because a lot of the issues that we're having right now with our, our money being tied up, the draft picks, the issues there, you know, guys not working out. Even some of the guys that have been rumored to, you know, we're trying to move on from. Those were guys that McCagnin brought in. And if we would have had yeah. if we would have had Joe Douglas or a different general manager, we wouldn't be so tied up for the future. That that was the issue. That's yeah. why we released Le'Veon Bell and all. Oh, there's just so many issues. It's go, like go ahead. I
12: giving you my Jaguar and said, all right, it's yours. And then you crashed it and they just returned it to me talking about, well, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, let me tell you something. I mean, well, overall, go ahead I'm saying, let's take for Trevor, right? I don't believe that because here's the thing why I'm a believer of Sam, right? How many quarterbacks do you know can actually go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers, even though the game didn't matter? But that was a spectacular game, right? They went to overtime, mm-hmm. and you saw the tenacity of Sam, right? And then they say yeah, Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Oh, he's like the next Andrew Luck. Well, I remember Sam Donald playing the Colts and Andrew Luck, and who won that game?
0: Mm. See? That's what
12: I'm saying. I don't think Sam is the problem. I think what we need is, like, always the edge rusher. Like, I think Williams, I think he's definitely, you know, on point. I think some of the pieces Joe picked was actually good picks. I mean, overall, I mean, hell. For two weeks the punter was like probably Our best player I think you hit jackpot On that if you ask me <laughs> You know <laughs> I mean Listen I was, over, yeah. I was about to buy a man jersey You know
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean you know but you keeping it real You speaking the facts Roach Listen for a while <laughs> listen, man.
0: man what might have Jackson.
1: been our well, best player it. a couple
12: of weeks Think yeah. about it look it's how crazy. man was shining Right they already yeah. figured out – they was like, nah, this, this dude, Mims, man, he looks dangerous, so let's double coverage him, right? So now they shut him yeah. out in the second half. And then it's like, yo, you know what? The more I think the, 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 the new players are starting to gel in, like period, I think they're starting to understand their role. And I do believe that Joe does believe in Sam only because – think about it, right? If you had a job that was, like, dangerous, right? Would you mm-hmm. ever hear of a boy tell your parents, listen, I'm going to do whatever I can to protect them? I've never heard that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, so, like I said,
12: I still have faith, because even with this, like with Mims, I think these guys are going to shine. That's what I wanted. I wanted to see these new guys just come in and start contributing, you know? I think mm-hmm. overall, I have faith in Sam, I think because of the talk or whatever. Sam, and this is the Jets. And when we all know the history of the Jets. We
0: never
12: get yes. the draft like we wanted. We wanted Sam, but, you know, overall, we don't get, like, it's like, oh, we're going to go 0-16. Did you see that Buffalo's game? Like, although I thought it was going to be a <laughs> blowout, to be honest with you, they actually held the bills. I mean, they couldn't score, yeah. But, you know, overall, I was actually mm-hmm. proud. Like, that first half, I really thought that um, Gates took the play call back in the half. Somebody, you're making me look bad. And I, don't, I don't know, but <laughs> that's
1: yeah. Me. I mean, I mean, we yeah, we we looked we looked really rough in that game, Roach. We did. I yeah. mean, to get beat by a team, to get beat by a team that couldn't score a touchdown was horrific. But Roach, listen, it's great speaking to you, man. Please call in again. But I yeah, want, my yeah. last question for you is this, man. My last question for you is this: What is your final score prediction for this game against the Kansas City Chiefs?
12: To be honest with you, I'm gonna go 28
1: or 16. Oh, 28, 16,
12: okay, okay. You know, okay. 28 28 to 16, 16, somehow they always put up yeah. a fight. Like when you look at Desire, it's like, oh, this guy's incompetent, but he catches interceptions, so you never
1: know. Any he gives Sunday right. So yeah, you're right. You, there's times when he he does get lucky. We we talked about that. Yeah. There was a game earlier this season where he got lucky. He got well. He was getting cooked. The entire game and yeah, got you know two lucky interceptions. So you know who you knows know, who knows. Know, but again, one I want to th- go ahead.
12: But mm-hmm. I I mean even though I won't be cheering for Bell, but I mean it's the Jets. Even if they're losing, I can't see my team lose. You know they play with your emotions. You know yeah. that, so <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. I, I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. But again, Roach, I want to thank you for calling in, for my man. It was days, it was great to speak to you, you man. Go ahead, phone. go ahead.
12: Yes. No, I'm no, saying thank you for taking my call and for all the savages on the chat. Just keep doing your thing. You know, it's like a family, and I love this community we're building, man. You know, we
1: only suffer together, right? <laughs> That's a fact.
0: All
1: right, you have a good night, Roach man. Nick, listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my man. I want to hear. I want you to call no, in. Definitely. Don't
12: worry about it, bro. I got you. All right, Ladies.
1: All right, you you have a good one. Ooh, Roach calling in a lot of passion a lot of fire salute to him man and salute to the savages in the chat You know what I mean? It's it's good to talk to y'all y'all call in, you know, what I mean, I love talking to y'all I love You know, we all jets fans. It's tough, but you know We got to stick together again 515-602-9639 Please call in we got, you know, a little bit of time left on the show I'm gonna keep going to these callers though 917. I'm coming to you Oh, man, I want to get your thoughts on this week's matchups with the Kansas City Chiefs. How are you feeling about it? How worried are you about Le'Veon Bell coming in, head full of steam, clearly upset about us cutting him and ready to show us uh, the deal? (laughs) Oh,
9: man, Joe, what's going on? This Venom G's from the chat, bro. Venom G's, another
0: another Ah. savage you, you know, I'm telling you, you
9: know, I'm telling you, Le'Veon is going to eat man. I know he's gonna go up to Andy and say, Yo, give me the damn ball. Give me the man. damn ball. That's all he's gonna say. Like, and this is the game where Le'Veon gets his twenty five carries, two touchdowns. I think I think he's going back to the Steelers, Le'Veon, in this game, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. I do expect them to utilize – first off, Venom, I want to thank you for calling in. You know I love talking to you, man. Listen, yeah. Le'Veon, they're going to find some way to put the ball in his hands. I fully expect that. And like you said, I expect Le'Veon to go up to them and be like, yo, give me the damn ball this week because I'm about to really – rip this team wide open especially when you look at the issues that we've had stopping other teams running the football you know Le'Veon knows us like (laughs) he's been here he knows the weaknesses of our defense he knows you know a lot of stuff I'm hoping that we change up the defensive calls and things like that he might even be able to you know show them some of the calls that we have as well to identify things that we're doing defensively to take advantage of us and that leads me to my next question with you Venom Man, this matchup with Tyreek Hill and Pierre Desir—ooh, nightmare for me. Tyreek
0: how worried? Are, how worried
1: Damn. are you about Tyreek Hill just going crazy? Oh my God, he's gonna get roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Dan
9: Desir, Dan—that's his name, Dan Desir. Every time, every time somebody <laughs> uh, plays on him, I say Dan Desir because I know he's, he's he's almost there with making the catch and. Yeah, he, he's he's gonna get roasted. They got Hardman, they yep. got Watkins, they they got so many weapons. Kelsey, like you said before, this who are you gonna yeah. stop? If, you, if yep. you double anybody, hell is gonna take it to the house. And then if they put Le'Veon in the passing game, they're gonna do everything Adam Gates should have done with Le'Veon, and they're gonna they're gonna. Yep. Show everything this week, like okay, this is what y'all guys should have done with him. This is what y'all should have ran with him, and they got Osamili on the o, on the line, and I know he's going to want to yeah. do too. He's going to be like, okay, this is this is me healthy, you know. So this Man. this is going to be this is going to be a homecoming for both of them, and they're going to want to show up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I know Osamili uh, really dealing with an injury right now, but. Like you said, a lot of those guys, man, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, you talked about uh, Bell. They also got another young running back as well that's phenomenal. I mean, that dude looks like a veteran in this league. He's making jump cuts they can utilize him, too. But another guy's Mahomes, man. I'm worried about him using his feet to extend plays, too, and really making a stay there. I mean, man. <laughs>
9: oh
4: my God! We, we just... see
9: it every week. We see it every week. We we go about we go against all the explosive quarterbacks. It's like, damn, yep. we, we just left.
0: <laughs>
9: we just left the Cardinals running back. Cook? I mean, quarterback, and, and he cooked us. Man, Josh Allen oh come in and cooked us two times, and this is <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> This is like, yo, oh, we
1: just get trashed every week. Every
9: I don't week. See, I don't see every, a win every, in sight.
1: Every week, Venom. I want to go to the offensive side of the ball with you, man, because we, we talked about the Chiefs mm. and what they bring to the table. But, man, you look at this situation, Perryman, Crowder out. What do you expect out of Mims, man? How many yards do you think you'll have, and do you think you'll have a touchdown?
9: I, I don't. I don't think he'll get a touchdown. I think he's going to get some yards. I think he's going to. Oh, with four quarters, he he got to get about sixty yards, maybe eighty at tops. I Whoa. think. I don't think he's he's nothing compared to Robbie, man. But I I think he's going to get you know some yards out there. I think they're going to underestimate him, and he's going to be pulling some catches, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I mean,
4: it's tough. I, Sure. I think
9: as a whole, man, I know everybody's predicting high and I gotta follow suit. <laughs> I gotta follow oh. suit
1: with the predictions. Give me your man, prediction, man. Give me your final prediction. Give me your final score. This prediction. is
9: this is gonna this is gonna be another thrash and we get spanked every week. So I think the last week they did a little bit better than I anticipated with the Bills, man. So I think this okay. one is gonna be probably twelve to thirty eight.
0: Oh, okay, Uh, and I think
9: that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable compared to um, to who we're going against. So I think it'll be thirty-eight to twelve, all field goals. We're kicking all field goals, no (laughs) touchdowns, all field goals, all field goals, all field goals. I don't see one touchdown because look, look at the separation. I don't, I don't see anybody that could beat. Anybody on on the on the defense from our offenses, the wide receivers, tight ends. The tight ends been invisible this whole year. You know, the yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. line is. Oh my God! I mean, I, Outside I of Beckton, to see it's going to happen to Sam. Jeez. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't want to oh see what God. Sam is going to happen to Sam this week because you got
0: pre-premier
9: yeah. players over there in Kansas City, man. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's a long,
0: long Sunday.
1: It is, man. Yeah. It's gonna be a long ass Sunday. Listen.
9: Yeah. Well, Vinny, man, I, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I want to get your oh, predictions go, go before we leave. I want to get your oh, prediction well, you... on this game. <laughs> because I know well, I listen. see you laugh. I see you laugh at everybody else's prediction, but I don't know what's your
1: prediction.
9: <laughs> see, well, it's just listen, man, as crazy as
1: yeah, it, it's it's not going to be good, man. I You know, I look at the matchups. I look at the, you know, the wide receivers. I love Mims. I think he's going to, you know, be utilized. But, again, Kansas City is going to make an adjustment. They know we're not coming in there with Crowder or Perryman or any of those guys. So, they're going to be like, okay, well, we'll just double Mims. And what else you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, After and that, I, uh, and, and Le'Veon Bell's gone. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, think, he's gone. And think... So, who else you got?
9: Go ahead. And I think just just because, the you know, the team that we saw in the first half was drastically different than we saw in all year. So I think at some yeah. point, Adam Gates came to Loggins at halftime and was like, yo, calm down, buddy. You can't make me look bad. <laughs> so, you know, hey, here's the plays he's running for this half. Here's the damn plays. Run these. And it seemed like it was Man. old Adam Gates' playbook again. So that's why I keep yeah. thinking, like, he was in Logins there at halftime. Like, yo, calm down. You're looking too good. Yeah. Get, how
1: get concerned are you about how you con- know? Yeah, that, that's, you know, it, I'll tell you what, it did look like a Adam Gaze coach team after that half because we yep. came out yep. dead offensively. There was nothing we could do after they made the adjustment. But I want to get your thoughts Man. on this. This is my final question for you, Jeez. Uh, huh. How concerned are you about, the Jets coming out and committing a lot of penalties because we've seen that in the past too. Against we played really good teams and we just gave them more and more yards off of and the passers and just other stupid penalties that we had. How concerned are you about that coming into this game against the Chiefs?
9: Man, I
1: I think it's gonna happen again. It's just so
9: undisciplined, and, you know. If yeah. I luckily me or you ain't the head coach because I know all <laughs> these players would have been. Traded already,
0: boy. Quentin
9: Williams yep. every week. I would have had his ass on the on the trading block. Like, come get him, man. I don't need these headaches.
0: <laughs>
2: but
9: it seems like every week we we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. We keep giving the ball yeah. back to the other team. It's just it's just ridiculous. I think I hope you live stream this Sunday so
1: we can have fun. <laughs> Eat the birds yeah, yeah, Oh we you know <laughs> Well you know for sure. You know for sure. Uh you know I'm gonna be there. Uh you know. We we gonna definitely uh we're gonna definitely, you know, watch the game and just have fun, you know, enjoy ourselves. But geez, I, I gotta keep going, man. I wanna thank you for yeah, calling in, you my so friend. Next time I have a show, call. bro, Please call in. I love hearing from you, man.
9: Definitely, bro. All the savages, savage up and see you on <laughs> Sunday, Joe.
1: Absolutely see you then, my friend. You have a good one. Right.
9: You too.
1: Man, listen, Venom G's straight out the chat, straight from the savage, <laughs> savage, you hear you hear him, Roach, Venom G's right after him, savages, two damn savages, you know what I'm saying, so listen, um, you know, I'm going to go into my prediction really quickly, I know uh, Venom G's, I touched on it a little bit with him, uh, again, I want to thank everybody for calling in, man, it was phenomenal to speak with everybody tonight, Uh listen, I look at this game right here and I'm seeing this situation with the Chiefs and I'm saying that this is a football team that is, I mean, they've got, they got every weapon in the book. They're so unbelievably explosive. You make a couple mistakes against this football team. You'll be down by 40 easy. You know, they could put up 40 in a quarter and a half. <laughs> we, I've seen them come down from, well, come back from, I think they were down like 20 something points at one point in the playoffs to, I think it was the Texans. And they came back like it was nothing. Like it just, those those leads really don't matter. It's like against them, they're so explosive. They have so many weapons. They're so well coached as well, particularly offensively. Whew, it's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm I'm I do think that the Jets defense is going to struggle. I definitely think you know Le'Veon Bell is going to be implemented in this football game. That's what I predict. I predict that you're going to see heavy usage of Le'Veon Bell, and that he's going to. You know, not just be running the football, but I think especially coming out the backfield, they're going to utilize him that way too. Maybe bring him out wide. He might just come run some routes out the backfield too. Match him up with our inside linebackers because we have issues there. Uh, he, hell, they might find a way to isolate uh, Ashton Davis on him too. To really, you know, let me show the young kid what time it is. <laughs> we'll definitely see that. I think Tyreek Hill, that matchup with Pierre Desir. Listen, I know Halloween is what is tomorrow. Ooh, this is going to be the scariest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about a horror show, wait until you see this, you know, this movie we got coming on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Cause uh, this is going to be, you know, I know it's the day after Halloween, but you know, woo, the spooky spirit is going to keep on rolling, you know what I mean? So uh, I think we're going to have issues slowing them down defensively. And I think it's going to, it's going to really break our backs. And I think offensively we're going to have issues uh, keeping up uh, because like I said, I've made it a point, I think to, to be competitive in this football game, we've got to push the football down field. Um, because if we're not doing that, then we have to run the ball effectively. And we have to find a way to bleed the clock to keep the Chiefs offense off the field and just kind of, you know, work the clock down. A lot of like what people used to do against Peyton Manning, where you're just draining the clock because so many, you know, so many, you know, the clock just keeps on ticking as you just continue to run the football down your throat. But I haven't seen us necessarily be effective doing that yet consistently for an entire game. So I think taking shots down the field, um, testing this Chiefs defense, letting them know, hey, you better stay honest. Um, the play the play calling has got to be more creative than we've seen in the past, and we've got to do this for a full game because let me tell you something. You don't make adjustments against the Chiefs. Whew, they'll, 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 they'll blow you out the building. They'll absolutely blow you out the building. So I'm looking to see Mims have a solid game. I definitely want to see P. Ryan get the ball in his hands quite a bit as well. Um, I really want to see these young guys really come about, and I want to see Sam protected properly. You know, we're not really worried about Beckton as much as we are everybody else. I never like, you know, bringing in George Fant and Alex. You know, bringing back Alex Lewis and Van Roetnols. Guys, kind of garbage. <laughs> garbage, man. And we're starting to see it. And let me tell you something: this Chiefs pass rush with Clark and Chris Jones and the other guys they got, dude, they're gonna get after it. They're gonna get after it. So I'm just hoping to see. Sam just protected adequately, and that he don't get blasted, and he's not running for his life all day, you know, I understand sometimes things are going to break down, but please, I don't want to see him running for his life all night, you know what I mean, so with all that said, I am taking the Chiefs, I'm taking the Chiefs to beat the Jets, 33, 33 to 6, 33 to 6, I'm taking the Chiefs, it is what it is, you know, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs, so You know, I know people are gonna gonna yell, gonna have some issues with me, but it it just kinda is what it is there. You know, I'm taking the Chiefs, so it is what it is. So with that said, I wanna thank you folks for watching. You know, you folks are absolute greatest. I wanna thank everybody for for calling in as well. It was great to speak to everybody. So, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 0 to three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. I will have my Darnold jersey on. I'm hoping that he's okay tomorrow. <laughs> you don't get blasted, but you know what I'm saying? I will troll you right back on the troll that lives under that bridge. Uh, the show's page on Twitter is the Long Beach Joe. Please go over there and follow my show page as well. I love going back and forth with folks. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets. You can go there, subscribe to my content on there as well. You want to troll me no issues, I'll go back and forth with you in the comments. I'll troll you right back. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right? when you see me, Whatever you see, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Okay, free hugs for everyone. You know what I'm saying? When it when it's time, you know, outside of our, you know, sometimes we gotta keep our distance. We all know what's going on around here, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, outside of that, you know, free hugs for everybody. Free virtual hugs. You know what I'm saying? For everybody. All right. It's a tough time. We all Jets fans. You know, the hugs will always remain free. Especially in these times, it's super tough. You know what I'm saying? It's super tough to uh, to 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 think green and bleed green right now. It is tough. So I want to thank you folks for watching. You folks have a good one. Peace.